around in a circle. All right. There we go. We you are, live. are live. Yes, we are. That's right. Deliciously live. This is a lot of responsibility on me right now to I end can't... the broad to end the broadcast and to start the broadcast. Oofa. Yeah, I know. Poor Matt slinging pies as usual. Although he's promised us that very soon his schedule is going to get a little bit lighter and go back to somewhat normalcy. So mm. we shall see. But for now, for tonight, at least for a little while, you've got your two-man army rolling That's with right. you. I guess I should fucking play that if I knew where it was on the soundboard. Ah, what are you going to do? Rolling in my two-man army. I know it's a little early to be playing sound since we haven't done the proper intro yet. But fuck it. Yes, I said butt fuck. But fuck it. Let's do it. Let's hit that intro, baby. Oh, we're doing we're jumping right in. No oh, let's way. go. Let's go. Well, tonight, joining us in a few short minutes, we are going to have uh the one and only leader of Contra, uh Joseph Samael. We're gonna talk to him about things that happened this past week at Fightland, as well as some upcoming things for PCW Ultra. We've got other news and notes to cover. We've got tons of news and notes to cover, including a sad thing in the news for belt marks like kevin and myself but we'll get into that right after this it's all coming up and it's all for you right here on the shining wizards the following is a presentation of the shining wizards network broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com follow us on social media at wizards podcast check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, I got this mark coming up to me when I'm trying to leave this place. I've made God knows how much money off of these fat losers on merch money, on my fee. And right now you are listening to just another reason why I get paid as this guy hands me a 50. My name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm better than you and you know it. And you are listening to the Shining Wizards podcast, unfortunately. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking <laughs> loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards. You are listening to us live on the rant, rantemradio.com. You are listening to us and watching us live on the Facebook, on the YouTube, on Twitch, and on Twitter. You're listening to us in podcast form because we are every single place that you can find podcasts in the free and somewhat not free world. You're listening to The Shining Wizards, where, of course, it's wrestling talk. And talk about the wrestling and like I mentioned earlier, you are listening to the two-man army, at least for a little while tonight. Tony. KJG just got the update from Matt. Tony, he is leaving his place of employment now, so he should be joining us probably in about, you know, half hour-ish, if you will, probably. Right? 
probably. Hopefully he didn't shit his pants and maybe he'll be joining us uh, somewhat on time mm. and not having to do any of that messy cleanup that he loves to do so much. That'd be unfortunate. Kev, what's going on, man? How you been? How was your week? Oh, great week. Great weekend. Three-day weekend. Columbus Day. Today, got the day off from work. Spent it with the little, uh, with the youngest of my two nieces. So that was cool. A lot of fun. Tony, let me ask you a question, though. Sure. So I did a, we had like a, a very rare work happy hour sort of deal over the, over the weekend on Friday. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about the work happy hours when like the top of the food chain are there? Kevin, it's funny you mentioned that. We're not going to not, we're not only having a work happy hour, we're having a work I guess they call it like a, a growth experience or like a, a social day. Uh, mm, this sounds Wednesday, naughty. Dude, the, the place that I work for right now, they are, they are the awesomest of awesome people. And we're doing uh we're doing an entire day together as a firm. And we've got all kinds of things planned, like dinner and painting and, and pasta making and all this other good stuff. See, see, that sounds that sounds delightful. This was like a straight up go to the bar and drink fest. Oh, so, so why not? No, are it you, was great. It was great, are, but, but so, sometimes so let, me you, ask, let me ask you: is is it something where you you're afraid something might happen that you might put yourself in an awkward position? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> answer yes <laughs> i i think so but i'm not a hundred percent sure oh no so listen i mean i don't think it's anything serious but like you ever like it's it, it's it could be like the littlest thing in passing that you just say and someone's gonna remember that forever and it, it just but here's the thing, though. I'm I'm assuming that everyone there was just like me. The libations were flowing. It was a great time. So I'm I'm hoping, and, and I feel like if there was an issue, I would have gotten the text or call already. I mean, yeah, I think I think one thing you tend to overanalyze a little more than the average bear, and I mean, I think you know that. Oh um, yeah, one hundred percent. But you're also you're also in a situation where everybody's having a good time. And believe me, as I've gotten older, there's been a lot more where depending on the situation, I kind of keep my mind in check. You know, yeah. rather not say something than say something and have to worry about it later. Yeah, you know, just was... kind of, you know, something where like 25 year old me would jump on it. You know, old man me is kind of like. I'm just let, better off letting that one just fall to the wayside and not following up on it. You yeah, know. that was that was not me. <laughs> well, I guess me. you'll I guess you'll find out tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping the three day weekend kind of put a little buffer. Gotcha. But oh, yeah. brother! No, I don't think it was anything terrible. Oh no! What kind of text are we gonna get tomorrow after you go to work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I can tell you what kind of text we're not going to be getting. Uh, we're not going to be getting any kind of hate text from our next guest, uh, Joseph Samael. He'll be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, we're talking to him about his upcoming PCW Ultra All Systems Go show, uh, October 22nd, featuring somebody who's been a thorn in his side, the man who is your current 
after he just won at M MLW Fightland, the Hammer himself, the Meat Castle, Alexander Hammerstone, you're not only national openweight champion, but you're MLW world champion. What a match, yeah. dude. What That's a great show news, it was. man. That's great news, man. That's uh, that made me Alexander Happy Stone. Like that was like, like I loved it. I'm I'm so happy for him, man. He he deserves it. He's been around forever, and literally we just had him on last week. And uh, you know, for people who are you know, not super in the know, obviously the show had already happened when he joined us, so we had to kind of dance around that we already you know kind of knew what happened. So it didn't take away from from the actual event. So I'm very happy for. For Alexander Hammerstone, Alex Two Belts, as I like to call him now. It was the match itself was worth the years of hype. I know that Matt is kind of annoyed that the the Tom Lawler Von Eric feud has been lasting as long as it has, especially since it involves one of his favorite wrestlers of all time, King Mo. That's right. But the build and everything that went into this. And Hammer talked about it with you guys last week. Everything that went into this was what wrestling should be. That awesome build. That, like, you got to get through this guy to get to that guy. And, like, Hammerstone was just built perfectly. Yeah. Fatu was built perfectly as just this, this massive monster who just mowed through everybody. And the match was great. I really you, you, enjoyed it. You might, you might say he king mowed through everybody. Yes. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you were made aware, but... uh Hammerstone like twisted his ankle pretty badly during yeah. the match, like down the down, not down the final stretch, but pretty close, like to the end of the match. And uh, yeah, the way he twisted that ankle, it, it looked like it should have been a lot worse, but thankfully it wasn't. No, and it's great. And uh, and Ale and Alexander Hammerstone even said on on the on the pod last week that like people like if the story is built up well enough and good enough and long enough. That people will get just as crazy for a lockup than they will for like a plancha or a high spot or something like that. So uh I'm very I'm very happy for that for that result and very happy for uh for uh Meat Castle. Yeah, but uh one gentleman that we uh who may not be happy at the results of that match is our guest who will be joining us in a moment. Uh he is the leader of Contra. He is uh, one half of the PCW Ultra Tag Champs with uh, Jacob Fatu, and he's joining us right now. Joseph Samael, Mr. Samael, how are you tonight, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we are doing great, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing good because we were just talking about MLW's Fightland, which happened on Thursday, and uh, I, I know that you and uh, Jacob Fatu, you guys are, are tight. You guys are, of course, members of uh, Contra Unit. Um, did he leave? And he decided to, to get out of here. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a great heel move, by the way. Oh, so is that it? He's not coming back. F your interview. I don't know. <laughs> Sam, wow. I am was like Sam. I am was like Sam. I am not. Did did I did I say something wrong? <laughs> no, he made it, he looked like he was adjusting something. So he may have gotten he made okay. there he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get him in here. There he is. I don't know okay. what happened, guys. I got booted. Okay, because I was in the middle of asking you about a question about Fightland, and you left, and we thought for real, like, there was some legit. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> he left again. <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? Kevin, 
We haven't gotten through one question yet, but I'm going to say it. Top, Top five. five. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that's. Am I doing something? Or are you doing something? Is no, doing you're something? not hitting anything, are you? Because I'm just no. I'm ready. I'm getting the. I'm literally getting the banners ready for all the plugs. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh my god. And it's, it's so be. awesome. It's so awesome that he's in such a great mood too. But I don't I don't know what's happening. Look, it's not us. It's clearly not me anyway. And Kevin said it's not him. I take him at his word 100 percent So I yeah. don't know what's happening. I'm literally getting the next banner ready for uh for the PCW Ultra shows. Uh <laughs> the tickets. That's literally all I, I have my finger hovering over that. That's it. <laughs> did it maybe did you hear me call him Sam I am? <laughs> No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Oh, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, so Tony, you actually watched MLW Fightland. You know, there was another match that was part of the show that uh that was a pleasant surprise, actually. It was uh it was a four-way for the middleweight championship. Um, uh, it was Myron Reed, the young goat, as he calls himself. Uh, defending against Aramis, Arez, and a returning Japanese buzzsaw, Tajiri, and Kevin. Oh, yeah. Alexander Hammerstone's not the only person that walked out as a new champion. We got a brand new MLW middleweight champion, Tajiri. Yo, Kev, my hero. Down the stretch, blew the mist, hit the buzzsaw kick, one, two, three. And I was like, what? And I think the crowd there was like, what? They they fucking popped huge for Tajiri, man. Good what a him. great moment for him. Absolutely. So, I, so should, should I reach out to him on Twitter, I guess, from our from our Twitter to see what's going on? I guess, um, right? Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> nope, wait, he's back. He's back. back? Oh, yes, I think he's back. Okay, let's see if we get him this time. Hey guys, sorry about that, man. Um, I keep getting booted, but I, I I used my phone instead, so hopefully this works. Okay, good. You're looking good too, man. You sounded good. I think I think I think we're good to go. Excellent, excellent. I know we're here to talk PCW Ultra, and I know you got a big sure. tag title defense coming up in a couple weeks, but I gotta ask you about the elephant in the room. Uh, Jacob Fatu, Alexander Hammerstone had a hell of a match on Thursday night. Probably the best thing MLW's put out there in, in their storied history. But I got to ask you, what happens to Contra from here now that Jacob Fatu took that first loss? What happens to Contra from here, huh? I see oh the boy. smirk. I want... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Contra's here to stay. There's, there's, you know, this is all, everything that Hammerstone has done has kind of played into my game. So you, you guys are just going to have to wait and see on, on how this all unfolds, but I'm not the smartest player in the game for no reason. You know what I mean? So we'll see everything unfold. Um, there's a big, big uh, show coming up and, and, and the announcement's going to come real soon and, and everything's going to kind of explode there. Let me ask you about how, just how good country, the country unit is at keeping storylines going. We talked, we had Hammerstone on last week about how great this storyline between uh, Fatu and, and Contra and Alexander Hammerstone was. Is there something about Contra that just has the innate ability to extend storylines and just keep them going and, and build interest all the time? 
Well, I mean, I think that, you know, you've got a heel faction that, that is multifaceted. Um, you've got a narrator in myself that's able to hit the points in the proper way. There's always, uh, there's always a, a hero in peril. Um, it's very believable, you know, the, what we do, how we, how we move, how we maneuver, what we do to the baby faces. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's well built. Um, it's well staffed. And um, everybody pretty much does their job. Everybody comes out and, and, and really kills it on each end, behind the camera, in front of the camera, on both sides of the fence. Um, and yeah, we've just been really lucky. It's, it's something that's special. Um, I, I, and not just Contra. I mean, Contra is definitely special, but just all the players involved. It's it's something that you really really hope for when you're when you're performing. It's something that you really really hope for when you're when you're creating and you're involved in stuff. And and it's one of those deals where the planets aligned, you know. And and we've had that. I I guess Contra is pretty good because we've had it with L.A. Park. We've had it with Tom Lawler. We had it with our debut. Um, me and Jacob have had it in PCW Ultra. So I mean it's. It's, I think really, if I really, uh, if I really have to give it an answer, I think it's believability and credibility. You know, I think if you have a believable, credible heel and you have, you know, uh, just a believable storyline, then you could lose yourself in it. And I think that's what pro wrestling's missing. So we tend to stand out when we're just doing what you're supposed to be doing in pro wrestling. Exactly. And I think the last time we had you on, it has to have been over, it's got to be at least maybe like two years, I want to say, since the last yeah. time you were on the show. And Contra was still a thing, and it's still a thing today. So can yeah. you like speak? That doesn't happen very often. Can you speak to the longevity? I know you mentioned the players and the staffing and all the participants involved, but just the longevity of something like this is, is pretty remarkable. I think it's believability. I mean, I mean, we just, we believe our own bullshit and therefore the, the people <laughs> buy into it. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just, we're just doing our jobs, you know, and, and, and we we're fun to write for, you know, I, I always look at professional wrestlers like action figures. If they'd be cool to play with, if they've had cool accessories, then they can get over. If you look at a wrestler and he's kind of boring and he doesn't have anything like me, for instance, I, I've got a fireball and I've got a spike and, you know, I've, I'm in wrestling gear. I'm in a suit, you know, Fatu, the same thing. He's got the, you know, the braids, he's, you know, just all the different things about us and, and, and what we do, it's, I just think it's exciting. And I think, I think the guys, we, you know, when somebody throws the ball over the plate for you, you know, either you hit it for a home run or you don't. You know, and I think I think everybody in our group and everybody that we've worked with has hit it for home runs. I'm very, very lucky and fortunate and grateful that we've been in the main event pitcher since day one. And the fact that we've been able to stay in the main event pitcher and the fact that we've been able to keep it exciting and the fact that, you know, we've been the only, you know, the only thing that's been a constant and it's never gotten stale. I mean, I'm just grateful to be in this position and I'm happy with the trust 
And, and I'm happy that all my years in professional wrestling and all of Jacob's talent and all of it, I'm just happy that, that it's working. We are on the line, of course, with Joseph Samael, the uh, leader of Contra, the inventor of sports terrorism, at Joseph Samael on Twitter and Instagram. And we are here to talk about October 22nd, all systems go for uh, PCW Ultra. Uh, I know Alexander Hammerstone's defending the Ultra Championship against Alex Kane, but the match I want to talk to you about first, we can get into all that stuff. Uh, War Beast, yourself and uh, Jacob Fatu, Taking on the young, reformed, returning LAX, uh, Danny Limelight, and somebody who's making quite a name for himself very recently, Slice Boogie. Talk about the two new fellas and uh, what a name they've been making for themselves lately because these guys have been catching on like fire. Yeah, I mean, if you'll notice um, PCW Ultra, the, these guys are local California guys. Um, you know, Slice Boogie's been on our show uh, multiple times. And, like, PCW Ultra is a... Uh, uh, loosely a de developmental for, uh, you know, MLW. I mean, you've seen myself crossover. You've seen Alex Hammerstone crossover. You've seen Jacob Fatu crossover. Now you've seen the LAX crossover and, uh, you know, guys in the filming and this and that. So, um, yeah, it's just um, these guys, they're local guys out here and they're just killing it, man. Slice Boogie, I saw early on and um, I, I started booking him out um, a couple of years ago, before, obviously before the pandemic. And, you know, he's just got that it factor. The kid can talk. I think something that people like you hear guys talk about, oh, I don't like to do promos or I don't I, I don't I don't talk or this and that. When you get a professional wrestler, for me personally, I'd rather him be able to talk and then wrestle like the the talk is the money of our industry so when you got a guy that can do both holy moly i mean you're you're cooking with gas man and danny limelight's been around for a little while he's not a he's not a really a new guy um but he's catching fire big time i mean he's in new japan he's at mlw he's he's everywhere um so so he's really really a, um an athletic uh, you know, just a smooth wrestler and, and slice boogie is just a great, I mean, and he's a great talker in his own right. Um, but slice boogie has this strange intangible. He's just this strange it factor that when you see it, you go, Oh, that's it. You know, you know, that that kid's going to be a big time star one day, hoping that he doesn't get injured or nothing like that. But yeah, he's somebody to definitely watch that guy's he's a badass, and Danny is too. And together, they do this thing where where a lot of times you put some guys together. Me and Jacob, I feel, do it. it. It's like you put two people together and it's like the Wonder Twins. They 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 activate, you know, and they it almost makes them bigger. And it's weird in pro wrestling. People like to take apart factions. They like to take apart tag teams. They like to – but if something's working, I like to kind of lean into it. And these guys right now, what they're doing is working. And um, it's it's really nice to see. I kind of look at them as if they are um, uh, a young, up-and-coming homicide in Kingston. Not the same, but similar, you know? Yeah, that's one thing. I, uh, I've i seen Danny Limelight work uh, as part of the bodega in uh, championship yep. wrestling. Uh, uh, Slice Boogie, of course, uh, started making names for himself in the NWA. And I had seen him wrestle, like you said, talented. But once he grabbed that microphone, it was like... Yep. He was born with the mic in his hand. Just an yeah, amazing promo. 100%. Yeah, he's very natural. And, and that's it. It's, again, believability. 
you can you can believe that character while as he's portraying it. I mean, that to me is kayfabe. You know, if if, if this guy can 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 translate this character to you and you're buying it, it's going to make money because you know you can identify with it. You you know what you got with him, man. And and um, I think he's a star. And 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 real quick, just a just a quick sidebar. You mentioned the bodega, Papo Esco in the bodega. He's a bad son of a bitch. He kind of oh, yeah. reminds me of a modern day Taz. You know, he's got that promo too. And again, that promo, man, to me, that promo's probably the most special thing in wrestling. If you can talk, you know, I mean, obviously you need to have the chops in the ring, but I mean, if you can talk, I mean, you could talk him into the, I, I think that's the most important factor. And I see, we, we, ahead, Kevin, I'm sorry. sorry. No, my fault. Um, and we mentioned this again with, with uh, Hammerstone last week about how influential PCW Ultra is in terms of getting people to MLW and maybe even other places. And you touched on that a little bit before. But how important do you think it is for a place like that to be for wrestlers who might get on a bigger stage? Like you guys are now on TV. Like there's a lot of companies now that are on TV. How important do you think it, it is to have a place like PCW Ultra to try to, to groom these people when it, it didn't necessarily exist all that often ago? Yeah, it's it's very important because the the you know the loss of the territories, um, that's you know we've seen the big huge hole that they that that left. You know the developmental, um, uh, you know the the, the piece or what the the performance centers and stuff like that. That's all great, but you got to run this live, man. You got to be in front of people. It's like a comedian, you know. You got to go out there and you got to you got to do your set every night and you got to tweak it and fine tune it in front of a live audience and that's that's what we do. So PCW Ultra is 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 a very uh, important piece of the puzzle, you know. It's it's a not only is it a place, you know, cuz you you have a lot of places, right? You have a lot of places where you can work. But it's right. not just a place, you know, it's it's it has great production. It has great minds with a lot of experience. I mean, um, you know, my mentor and, and somebody that's at 98 percent of the shows is Kevin Sullivan. And Kevin Sullivan's one of the greatest minds in the history of ever, you know, in the, you know, in the wrestling business. And 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 Kevin is there all the time. Kevin doesn't just sit in a chair. I mean, Kevin watches these matches he talks to these kids he gets them i do the same i've been in the wrestling business almost 25 years now you know i've i've seen everything i've been in all types of offices i've done everything i've dealt with all these people i talk to these kids i i fine-tune them i tweak them so it's a it's a really special place because you have these high profile legends and then you also have these high-profile independent guys that are making it, and they're they're globe trotters. And then you have these up-and-coming kids, and it's just a perfect spot for them to be. You know, it's a it's a it's a really great launching pad, and and it's just there's a plethora of knowledge. And you know, if I was up and coming right now, a place like PCW Ultra, it would be a hundred million percent on my radar, and I'd be banging the door down because of, of just the resources that are involved. And then not to mention the fact that. MLW is pulling out of there. ROH is pulling out of there. Uh, WWE is pulling. I mean, we Alicia Warrington is uh, Alicia uh, Alicia Taylor uh, on next. And, excuse me. Um, you know, uh, you know, Jake Atlas came out of there. Brody King's in in uh, in ROH. On and on. Shane Strickland's on. Just went on to SmackDown. So, you know, on and on and on. Um, 
not to like toot our own horn or anything, but we're a very, very important integral part of the wrestling business. And that's very, very necessary. And, and the thing that's great about us is if a wrestler takes his family there, they're not going to be embarrassed. You know, they, they're going to be like, yeah. whoa, like the, the building commands respect. There's professional lighting and real cameramen and, and photographers and, and guardrails. And it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a mini uh, WWE, you know, it's a mini spot where, where we can run it and they can really get the reps that they need to get to the big league. Yeah, and we are on uh, on the line with Joseph Samael from uh, Contra MLW and, of course, PCW Ultra, October 22nd. All systems go in Wilmington, California at, at the ILWU Memorial Hall. You can follow him at Joseph Samael on Twitter and Instagram, PCW Ultra, on social media as well. And you bring up, like, a tremendous point in terms of, like, there are a lot of great places to work, but there might not be as many great places to learn. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like there's a vast oh god this is gonna sound terrible a vast difference in uh in uh in the two between places to work and places to learn are both equally important or would you rather go to somewhere where you could actually work and then learn at the same time um you know they're equally important if you know the difference because you can go to a place and you could actually get worse you know i i remember my trainers i mean i broke in in the late 90s and I remember my trainers, I would look through the curtain and I remember my trainers would go and close the curtain and they'd go, not this one, kid. Like, you know, don't watch everything, you know. Um, if you're if you have the wherewithal or you listen to people that have the wherewithal, then, yeah, I mean, just getting the reps in in these other places is fine. But if you go to these other places and you don't have any idea that they're different, it could make you worse. You know, so if I was an up and coming kid, you know, and hopefully I would, you know, I think I did have that, that, you know, I, I was smartened up early on because I got trained right, which isn't the norm today. Um, yeah, I would, I would be, you know, in places like this, places like Defy, um, places like, uh, you know, you're obviously trying to get to an ROH or an MLW or any of the bigger leagues, but, but as far as independence go, you know, I, I don't. I'm not trying to sound egotistical, but I, I feel like we're in the top upper level, you know, and I, and I'm very proud of that. I do have to ask you one thing. Um, I, what caught my eye is I know that you're trying to crown a, a new ultralight champion. Um, mm -hmm. but this, this really caught my eye. I've never heard of double shot rules where you've got four, four of the lighter guys going into battle first as tag team partners. And then as a final one-on-one -on -one match, mm -hmm. how does, how did like that blew my mind? Who comes up with that? Is that is that is that your thought? Is this something that you yeah. guys do? No, it's it's a it's a match I invented. Uh, I just had a problem, and for every problem, there's a solution, and I just came up with a kind of creative solution. Um, you know, I, I I just I don't know. I, I I thought to myself, if you got four guys, or you know, tournaments to me are boring um, unless they're like unless they're like you know just you know, big prestigious things, just trying to do one cold. It just always falls flat for me. And it's just something that is just, you can't do it over multiple shows because you got to, then you got to tell the story again, then the second time. And it's, there's just all these problems with it. So I thought, you know what, let's just cut to the chase. Let's take two matches that the crowd knows we don't have to explain the matches, but let's just put in, let's just put a strange twist on them 
to make them cool. So, and I know it'll be copied. I mean, this is the first run of it. I know other people will copy it and act like it's theirs or whatever, but whatever, whatever. I called it the double shot duel because wrestlers love to say double shot. They're like, oh yeah, I got a double shot. <laughs> they, they don't realize that it's, it's a funny thing. They, they say double shot for a sat. Oh, I got a double shot weekend. Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. That's not a double shot. That's not a, a double, double shot, shot is twice in one day. Yep. And they just don't understand that. And it, it's been one of my huge pet peeves. Like, cause there's these wrestling dictionary that guys abide by that are, <laughs> it, they're wrong anyway. So I took that double shot and I said, you know what, let's do two and one. Uh, we'll do a tag team match. We're going to have this, this uh, drama of, the final guy gets to pick his 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 tag team partner. Who is he going to pick? Well, is he going to pick somebody that's going to help him because he's going to have to face him. So it's it's there's a there's a drama there, and I think that's a really cool thing. And then there's just so many things you can do with just those two those two matches and, and you know grouping them together. Uh, there's so much drama you can do, and I feel like we can use that to settle things. I might have to copyright it. You guys, are, you guys are making me feel like it's special now. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to copyright it so everybody doesn't steal it. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Someone, uh, our third host who's not here right now, has this question. I don't know if you can see that on the on the screen right there. Uh, if we can't get out to California for this amazing show, will it be streaming anywhere? So uh, we are not streaming this show um, live. And I know that that's like kind of a thing to do now. Um, but we really haven't graduated beyond a, a live show business. So right. we did it a few times and it hurt our draw a little bit because, you know, 10 people can just sit at home and get it. And then I thought to myself, well, what if we block out our area? Then we kind of seem like jerks, you know? So, um, you know, I understand, you know, trying to pick up that, you know, but the fight TV and all those things, we did it and it just didn't really, it was more of a pain in the butt than it was anything else. So maybe we're just not there yet, you know? So I, I just decided against it. Um, we are on Pluto TV. Our content is pretty much out there everywhere. Right. Um, you know, we're going to be on Hannibal TV. We've, we've had matches there. We've been on this that and the other you know we've been all over the place so so we're, we're not really not spreading our content around it's just that that live show you know i think that really works when you've got a little show that you know you got 200 people we're trying to draw like you know well not with the pandemic but prior to the pandemic we're trying to draw 1200 people in that building so you know anything hurts you know what i mean right. another event hurts us so this so we've we're kind of too big to be small and too small to be big so we're in this precarious spot where um uh you know those those live streaming things uh it's not we're not there yet for some weird reason this is the long answer the short answer is we're not there yet right and i feel like you could probably still get away with maybe like releasing like matches on youtube after the fact yeah. after it's over totally. and stuff like that yeah so. Yeah, we're currently like like revamping all of that. Like we're going through a, a sort of a, a, a you know a growth spurt where we're we're like full on new social media campaigns. We've got we're hiring on all types of people. We're just trying to really over the pandemic. I've had a lot of time to think of what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are, and 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 you know where to pump the gas and where to where to kind of put the brakes on. So um, I'm trying a bunch of new stuff. So far, everything's really been working out really well for us. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of learn as we go. And, and, and I'm, 
I'm not, I'm a builder and I'm a fine tuner. So I, I like all my growth to be true. Like, I don't like to just do a bunch of things and then everything kind of falls down like a house of cards. I like to really, if I'm moving forward and upward, I like to keep my growth. So I'm really conservative on how I do everything. And, and I think that's why I've stuck around in, in this particular project for six years um, just because I've been super safe and really, really conservative in how I built the company and it's been working. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. The event, of course, is coming up. It's PCW Ultra. All systems go October 22nd at the ILW Memorial Hall, Wilmington, California. Um, Ron Simmons will be there at a signing from 530 to 730 um, at bell time. Your main event is going to be. Alexander Hammerstone defending the Ultra Championship against Alex Kane. We talked about the War Beast defending their tag titles against LAX. Ruby Rays versus Viva Van defending the Ultra Women's Championship. You've got that double shot rules for the Ultra Light Championship. A couple other names. The one calls called Manders, who I actually enjoy quite a bit. Two Cold Scorpio is going to be there. JTG is going to be there. If there's one person that we should keep an eye on that maybe not too many people know about, but should and will know about soon enough, who would that be that's on the card? You know, um, it's Viva Van. She is just getting every, I mean, she's like starting to really blow up. And, you know, it's it's really strange because my eyes are, are, are you know, I've got veteran eyes. And I, and I see these kids here and there. And she's somebody that, that threw me for a loop. Like I, I thought that she was just kind of this passing I, I just didn't really, I, I, I was looking at her, whatever. I always used her. She's always easy to work with, but I think she's a lifer. Like I, I, she, over the last year, over the pandemic, she's blossomed so much. She never stopped working. She's a really, really hard worker. And you, I mean, she just doesn't take no for an answer. She's always moving forward. So Viva Van is somebody that I just, I mean, she's just going to make it happen for herself. I just know it. Sounds great. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm telling you, man, maybe you should copyright or, or patent that double shot rules because that <laughs> when you talk about it with the drama that's gonna come mm -hmm. from it to try to figure out who your partner is gonna be, that's 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 just extra level stuff. And the other thing that you did mention, and we talked about it last week, there are a ton of tournaments right now. Uh, yeah, a ton of tournaments. WWE just announced two like King of the Ring and then Queen's Queen's Crown or some other thing. And AEW just did another one. Like just it's like you said, this one makes sense. This one yeah. really makes sense. Wrestling, if if you've been around for a long, long time, whether it be in the business as a fan or both, wrestling is monkey see, monkey do. So it's like everything that somebody does, then everybody runs it. And it's like we're in this weird spot now where like if you don't do what everybody else does, you're like not in the click. And I, I just never saw wrestling that way. I always saw it as like standing out. Like I always saw it as being different and I always saw it as doing your own thing. And it really bugs me if I do something like that's innovative and everybody copies it. And because I'm not somebody that it goes, Oh, they're all doing that. I got to do it. it. It just, 
I don't know. I didn't get into the business for that. And then it's weird because everybody talks about it's art, it's art, but then they just copy each other's art. Like, where's the creativity? Like, I, I don't understand that, that mindset. I just want to stand out. I want to be different. So people have a reason if I'm serving pizza and you're serving hot dogs, well then they'll come when they're start, they're, they're craving either one. You know what I mean? It's like, if we're all serving pizza, it's like, what the heck's going on here? It's just, it, I don't know. I just like to stand out. All right, we'll let you go right, real quick. Uh, I just have one more, more question for you here in terms of uh, MLW and how how have you guys reacted to to the, the relationship with Vice and actually kind of not not necessarily piggybacking, but going into that time slot after Dark Side of the Ring, which is an extremely popular show amongst wrestling fans. How do you feel like that's going to benefit you guys? Well, I mean, Dark Side of the Ring is super hot. Um, I don't know, you know, much about about anything. I, I just kind of, I mean, I, I do have a lot of jobs at MLW, but uh, the TV is not one of them. So, so I'm kind of as a as needed to know basis when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, from the outside looking in, man, it feels great. I mean, it it feels it feels like a really cool spot. I mean, I mean, could you really? get a better spot in wrestling right now. I mean, uh, dark side of the ring is super, super hot. Um, I think that, you know, we need to do something that is again, it just completely different than everybody else. Um, I think we need to serve a product that nobody else is serving and, and then we'll stand out. I think if we try to do what other companies are doing, then, you know, we might look like copycats. We might look lesser than we might not actually get what we're trying to do the way people do it. Cause that's not our idea. Not saying we do that at all. I'm just saying that I think, I think the approach should be for us to be fresh, innovative and be ourselves and be the best MLW that MLW can be and be in total competition with ourselves and just kill it and do what we do and use all the people that got us here and just put the spotlight on all the guys that are killing it. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, get away from that. You know, I do, I do. And I'm a bit of a belt Mark. So I got to ask you this question. So I do really like the PCW ultra belts. I think they're, 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 they've got a modern look, but they're like that old school throwback where they actually look like they represent a championship. Yep. And, uh, I know, I know you probably, of course you heard, uh, you know, just a couple days ago that Reggie Parks passed away. Um, yeah. so he was a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, actually. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, uh, and I mean that with Thank sincerity. You. Um, so growing up, I'm sure you were a fan of a lot of Reggie Parks's, you know, championship creations. Do you have any particular ones that that stood out that you that you really liked or really enjoyed or, you know, you thought the design was cool? Was any of it a basis for the design for the titles that you have in PCW Ultra? Well, um I guess, I guess with, you know, without like saying, Hey, I want one, of, you know, a belt to look like Reggie's. I, I, of course they were influenced by Reggie. The, the world of, of professional wrestling, as far as the belts are concerned, were influenced by Reggie. Um, you know, he did a lot of the UFC belts, the, the iconic one. He, he did, you know, the, the, the IC belt, he did the winged Eagle, which, you know, by all accounts is everybody's favorite belt ever. Um, yeah, and I, I think the main takeaway or, or influence from, from Reggie is that championship belts should look like championship belts. Like, I, I, I'm glad you noticed that because that's just I, my company is very aesthetically pleasing and it, it has a lot of 
formulas that were built from the architects who created them, you know, and, and um, I, I, I stick to those formulas because that is the professional wrestling I love. So my belts are very classic, but modern. Um, I went with no paint because I think it looks more like a prize. The last thing I, I went with, you know, you know, there's just not logos blasted all over them because I think that cheapens it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and they have they have the different styles represented. I, I It's a five plate belt and the four small plates have the different styles of wrestling because before MLW did fusion, I had a company called Pro Wrestling Fusion and 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 my mindset was basically melding all of the styles into one style this ultra style and, and it's a, the full spectrum of professional wrestling so the championship belts definitely show that and um yeah i think the titles should look like titles uh, they should look like prizes not like i always hate really goofy belts or big skulls or just silly <laughs> things on them that, you know that yeah or, or or things that look really really cheap you know what I mean? I mean, we're uh, there's still that psychology that this is championship wrestling. We're fighting for these belts. Uh, the the winner gets the winner's share of the purse. You know, yep. so I I have those old fundamentals that I adhere to, and and you know, I just woke up one day and nobody else subscribed to them, and I was just like, well, what the hell are we doing here? You know, so. I mean, some people might think I'm old. Some people think, you know, my wrestling's boring or this or that. But I think we have a smorgasbord of hardcore, lucha, uh, technical wrestling, uh, um, you know, the British style, you know, uh, um, you know, smash mouth, hoss fights, you know, just everything, gimmicks, you know, promos and, you know, just all the things that kind of I grew up loving about pro professional wrestling. I, I grew up on uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, Eddie Graham. I, I was lucky enough to learn from uh, Kevin Sullivan mainly, and then from uh, Terry Funk. So that style and the Dory Funk and Eddie Graham, and they were taught to Terry and they were taught to Kevin, and then they taught them to me. So who am I to change that, man? Those those, those are the those those are the architects of our business. I am so grateful and so humbled, and I'm going to carry that legacy on. I'm going to carry that those those formulas on because. For me, that is professional wrestling. You know, that went to Japan and blew up all Japan when the Texas hard style with the funks went up there and, and then followed by Brody and Hanson. And uh, I mean, it's it just influenced the entire business, even Puerto Rico and ECW and everything. And, and I mean, that's just for me. That's it. That's how you do it. And, and that's how we do it. Well, I'll stand with you until the day that we both leave this earth because I do believe in that mentality with wrestling. And, and I'm glad that you're carrying that torch on. I really am. Thank you. Somebody's got to do it. 100%. 100% got your back on that. One last time, let me just get it out there for you. Uh, PCWUltra.com. If you want to get tickets, you can go right there. You can go to PCWUltra.Eventbrite.com. Once again, October 22nd, all systems go. ILW Memorial Hall. Top of your card is your Ultra Championship. Alexander Hammerstone defends against Alex Kane. And, of course, our guest is part of War Beast with Jacob Fatu. Defend the Ultra Tag Team titles against the newly reformed and reborn LAX of Danny Limelight and Sliced Boogie. Joseph, once again, a pleasure having you on tonight. Is there anything else that you want to let everybody know before we let you go? No, that's that's about it. I mean, the only thing I can think of is josephsamael.com. It's got all my socials. PCW Ultra has all the socials. I mean, you guys pretty much covered that. And uh, we're coming October 22nd. And then we got a big anniversary show in January. And we've already got 
Stan the Man Hansen. He's Whoa. coming back to PCW Ultra, and, and we love Stan Hansen. The legends that have been at PCW Ultra are like the the baddest son of a bitches in the world from Stan Hansen, the great Muda, Terry Funk, Kevin Sullivan, Haku, um, you know, on and on and on. These love these, it. The baddest of the bad. So look for that. Uh, and just, you know, keep checking up on us. We're going to be here. We're going to be carrying that torch and uh, we're going to be doing professional wrestling. And we're not scared to say that. I love it. I awesome. love it so much. Thanks for joining Thank us you. again tonight, Joseph. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thanks for the thanks for the platform. No problem, Joseph. No problem. Take care. Take care, buddy. You too. Joseph Samael, everybody. Dude. Amazing. Like, like, all right. So I'm not like I love wrestling and I love the history of professional wrestling, but Tony, like, I don't necessarily go as far back as like maybe you do in terms of like what you love, like stuff from like the 70s or like maybe like the early early 80s or even heck like i'm sure you've watched stuff from the 60s but when you hear stan hansen's name like how do you not pop for stan hansen oh of course of like, course like, and, and the other guys he mentioned muda and haku and sullivan like how do you not how do you not pop for guys like that it's just the, uh the thing that i do like is that like we all get it. Wrestling evolves. Wrestlers from the eighties were always shit on by wrestlers of the seventies and wrestlers of the seventies were shit on by wrestlers of the sixties and the business is constantly evolving. But as far back as you can go into the professional wrestling business, there's always that business sense of what draws. There's always, like he said, the fundamentals, the things that always stand true, no matter what era you're in. And it's important to keep that around. It really is. So for everything that you see nowadays, Kev, it's kind of like when they talk about rap, like, like, oh, rap came up in the 70s and 80s out of the funk yeah. movement. All Once you know the fundamentals, everything else just kind of falls into place. And I feel there's no better lesson than that than pro wrestling. He's absolutely right, 100%. Yeah. And, and, and people can turn the genre into what they feel like their vision is of it. So like 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 hip-hop like 80s it was like it was like cool it was like pot and then like you got the 90s where it was like la and like and and compton and then you had the brooklyn and and the bronx and all this it was and then now in 2000 where it's just completely different than what we knew in now in 2020 i don't even know what it is to be honest with you unless you (laughs) unless you have your like ear to the to the to the to the real stuff which i don't really know but but it's funny like if you like the ladies and and the guys that 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 get it they're like you'll hear them in interviews they'll always talk about like well we grew up with this or my mother used to listen to this or this is what we played around the house and and it's it's much more than being exposed to it like they get it they can tell you like about the beats and the rhythms and and how things were put together and like wrestling is the same way man it's fantastic 100% and you're joined fantastic yes speaking of fantastic joined right now by the one and only millionaire matt who has a very rare hat on and a hangman adam page shirt what's going on brother what's up fellas how are you we are great we could have talked to Joseph Samuel for another two hours, bro. He's awesome. I listened, to awesome. The, I listened to the whole interview on the ride home and the the rest of the interview. I've been sitting here for a while, but you guys had such a great rapport with him that uh, I didn't want to jump in and uh, fuck up the fizzy, fizzy flow. See? Professional. I like that. We are professional broadcasters. So how did you, uh, what did you think of the old uh, interview ski? I loved it. Did you guys ask my question if it was streaming anywhere? I, I did. Yes. I did have to get out of the car and go into the house, and I lost I, the feed. For I did. He said it's not, 
because he says that it could potentially hurt the gate. Gotcha. Old school mentality. Gotcha. Like it. I like yeah. it. And he made a great point where he said that we're too, what do you say? We're too big to be small, but we're too, too small, small to, to be big. big. So they don't want to take any chances. Uh, they're, they're trying to draw 1,200 people into their building. So it just doesn't make fiscal sense to to, to stream. Well, they'll, they'll release stuff. They're on various TV networks, Pluto TV, Hannibal TV, I believe he mentioned as well. So, yeah, it was a great time. It's crazy, man. Like, I've, I I knew him when he was, like, he probably doesn't remember me from, like, a pot to piss in. But, like, uh, from when he was, like, the chic back in, like, the old, like, like PWS days, like th- like that, that's how long he's been around. That's o- and that's only what ten years, and he's been along another ten prior. Yeah, he was heavily involved. I think he was. I don't want to speak. I, I want to say he was an NWA champion too. He was. I think. I think yes, you're right. He was NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's how he's been around a while. Just like yeah. us. How That's you guys right. doing? Oh, fantastic. Hang it in there, brother. Hang it in there. I don't know why I'm squeaking when I'm talking. Oh, man. Come on, come on, come on. Tony. Did you enjoy your uh, Columbus day? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Colum- I Columbusted a few nuts and everything's cool. Did you now? No, I didn't. Um, Look, I heard you. T- I got to get it off my chest because I heard oh. you talking about it in the oh, car. No. Oh, this no. fucking fight land, right? I thought Hammerstone and Fatu for one of the many, one of the few times, excuse me, in professional wrestling lived up to the hype. The match was amazing. The fucking finish to that goddamn four-way match. How does that fucking referee look? If you don't know who Myron Reed is, he's a young African-American man. His whole face was fucking green. How do you think his face got green with Tajiri in the ring? And you count the goddamn three and you give the goddamn title to fucking Tajiri? Are you kidding me? Listen, listen, I didn't get to talk talk about it. No, I feel his rage because last season he fucking wanted to. This was such a peaceful show. And then he's screaming out here like a a madman. I was so upset this afternoon when I watched. It wasn't even like Muda Green. It was like fucking Slimer exploded on his face. It was like the brightest green that you ever that did see. Fucking Tajiri could find in the fucking mists are us. Bunch of horse shit. And the referee just counts to three like it's nothing. Court Bauer needs to do something. This is literally injustice. All right, this, this, is, this is the same thing that happened last year with Leo Rush when Leo Rush wound up stealing the belt. Hopefully, my you know what? Fuck back. Leo Rush. He's a quitter. He retires every six months. Nobody cares about Leo Rush. I'm talking about Myron Reed, the young goat. I'll tell you this, in Matt. The group, injustice. This is injustice. Well, listen. Just because his face was green, just because someone shoots somebody and there's a gun there, you don't know who necessarily shot the gun yet. So you got you to gotta do your due diligence. And if you don't have the probable cause at the time, you can't, you know, you can't go nuts about it. So I, uh, I, I stand by the, the rest decision in this one here. Look, it's not like it's not like, look, if you're hunting with Ted Nugent and an animal's dead next to you, you know, that motherfucker shot him. If you're in the ring with Tajiri and someone's got mist on their face, you know, Tajiri did it. No, nah, no, nah, won't hold up in court. Wow. That sounds kind of racist to me, Kev. I don't know about you. 
Oh, that, that, what? that dropped a lot. That, yeah, yeah. What sounds racist? Tajiri spits the mist. That's his gimmick. Wait, 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 wait. There's two other guys in this match. How do you know Arez or Aramis didn't do I've it? Because I've never seen Arez or Aramis do it. And ah, it's, well, the referee didn't see it either. Point. The referee didn't see it either. Yeah. Clearly, the ref didn't see anything. How do you so know what? he didn't fucking grab an ecto cooler from ringside and fucking That's splash right. it on himself? Great and point, also, Great point. I got a couple other things with MLW Fight Land. All right, let's get into it. Come on. Hold on, wait. Hold on. Let me find the banner. The ring announcer. I'm getting good at this. Get it, Kevin. The ring announcer looked like the guy in the painting from Goodfellas. He could have fucking combed his hair. This is the biggest match in MLW history, and this fucking dummy comes out looking like fucking like uh, Dr. Brule, whatever the fuck his name was. (laughs) Who? Steve Brule. Yeah, Steve Brule. What's a Brule? What the fuck's his name? John C. Riley? Yeah, John C. Riley's character. What movie? And then it's some show. Fucking... Was it Tim and Eric? Was it on Tim and Eric? Yeah, something on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then there's goddamn MLW embedded, which is a great idea. How does nobody tell Dave Meltzer he's got fucking dried blood on his face? He looks yeah, like what a, a fucking asshole. This is supposed to be MLW's biggest show ever, and these motherfuckers can't get their hygiene together? Yeah, saw, Come on. I saw you tweet about that today, Matt. I was like, like, are you sure it wasn't just like marinara sauce? Or no, it was. It was... No, he fucking cut himself shaving, and then it dried, and it, I get it. If you wipe it off. But fucking put some makeup on or something. And then I got like, have you seen his room? He's a slob. I know he's a fucking slob. What if he what, what if he had one of those little little pieces of uh toilet paper with the little red spot on it? <laughs> you know what? At least that that means he tried. <laughs> he sat down in front of his computer with dried blood on his face. He said, I'm gonna go on Vice TV on MLW's biggest show. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. Did did Meltzer get back to you on that tweet, by the way? No, he didn't get back to me. Oh. He's got fucking, he's arguing about ratings and other useless nonsense with all these fucking marks. And I just want to know why he can't fucking shit. And he's, he had stubble on his chin. Like he's trying to grow a goatee or something. I love it. I love it. Matt is all fired up. I love it. You know what? I had a fucking long week. I watched a shitload of wrestling. But this fucking annoyed the shit out of me. All right, let's not. Fu- All right, guys, <laughs> fucking Thanos, seriously. All right, that's weird. If you're not watching, you should be, and you should be watching on YouTube and Facebook because those are where you can leave the comments right now. Facebook.com/slash Wizards Podcast, YouTube.com/slash The Shining Wizards. Yeah, how come? What's going on with the comments with this? I like. I remember when you first started doing it, we were getting comments from everywhere. Now it's like not working. Oh, Twitter switched. They stopped using this. Streamyard stopped using Periscope and they went just to Twitter, so they haven't uh, enabled the Twitter comments yet. But I'm sure that's coming. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Just keep sharing it on. I just keep sharing it on Facebook. Just hopefully get people in there. Yeah, I can't get rid of this goddamn cough. I'm drinking Jack Apple on the rocks. Atta boy. I'm sweaty. <laughs> Wearing a dumb hat inside. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Take it off the hat. No, 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 no. What are you doing? My head was hot, man. My poor mother-in-law, she's probably, I got the door open. I'm fucking screaming like a maniac. Yeah, you do sound like a little, you're a little perturbed tonight. I am a little perturbed. God damn the mist. You fucking kidding me. <laughs> shit, Jerry. Jerry looks awful. Nice Jerry. But what'd you think? Of, what'd you think of the match? The match was pretty good. The match was great. I love the two young kids. I said it last week. 
or two weeks ago when they had their match on MLW Alpha Dog or whatever the fuck that show is called. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love, love the fresh blood. Love it. Didn't watch it this week, but I know fucking Jacob Fatu beat uh, Matt Cross. Uh, Tommy Lawler was there with his da- Daisy Dukes on. Tommy Lawler like he's his friend. He's not my friend. Oh, LAX beat uh, Injustice. A lot of Injustice going around here. So oh, Injustice not only lost the middleweight title, but they're not getting the tag title shot that's going to LAX. Dude, I really hope LAX takes it off of the Los Parks. I can't wait for that. Can't wait. As long as there's no fucking cooking segments. No, the cooking segments I'll I'll take all day every day. It's the fucking actual matches they have that I, I'm done with. I don't want the cook. I have so much time set aside for wrestling. I don't want to watch a ten minute fucking cooking segment. You don't want. You don't like them yelling about pendejos and chorizos and, mm. <laughs> and the biggest fucking walk you've ever seen. They're just putting all sorts of shit in it. Pendejos. Oh my god! So you like the roundtable discussion? I thought that was a cool. I think that's a cool concept. I did like the roundtable discussion. I thought it was unique. It's not something you see. No one else is doing it. No. And they talked about everything, which was a nice breath of fresh air, you know? And they made the huge announcement, which I don't understand. I can't wrap my brain around this. Will Ospreay come into MLW? That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. And they announced him as the real New Japan Pro Wrestling World Champion. That's pretty cool. He's self-proclaimed, all right? Don't get... don't. Well, I'm saying they announced him as that. I'm not saying he is. I'm just, you know, I'm tooting what Alicia was tooting about. Tootin'. <sighs> tootin'. A tootin', rootin', tootin'. Tootin'. You see those pictures of her and Selena De La Renta? What, like a uh, little girl on girlish? Little they're HLA? Like, uh, oh, they're doing a uh, little OnlyFans gimmick. Wait, together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, brother. Nice. I think you just Maybe broke more. the internet with that. I didn't break shit. Yeah, I follow Selena already, so this is good, good stuff. <laughs> oh, so, brother. Uh, Court Bauer had a, a media call to promote this fight land and a couple of things he covered. They have a residency at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia through 2022. Uh, so I know November 6th is the next thing. And then they were like touting fucking Thanksgiving night. Tooting? MLW, MLW Thanksgiving <laughs> extravaganza. Oh, for real? Yeah. You didn't see that during the fight land? No. Um, turkey on a pole match, maybe. Oh, anything on yeah. a pole. Anything on a pole. Talks with WWE, WWE did happen, but Bauer called them tricky and was worried it could hurt the create creative of their show. Uh, he wants a streaming network for the company, but is waiting for the right situation. Uh, West Coast dates are planned for 2022, pending the state of the pandemic. Uh, he hopes that Fightland show can retain at least 50 percent of the dark side of the ring audience. Uh, an event showcase in Latin American MLW is penciled in for December. Uh, Hammerstone, obviously, you guys talked about it, the, the, the ankle injury. Mm. Um, Nicole Savoy was hurt at the taping. She had a bruised sternum. Uh, TJP tweaked his knee at the Fightland tapings. Ooh. And then he put over working with IWA, AAA, All Japan, and notes that Tajiri and his fucking green mist. Savio Vega and Conan are all great bookers. So that was uh, MLW from the uh, from the media call there. Oh, a lot of informative stuff there. A little bit. 
I just am very perplexed on the Will Ospreay front. In terms of, in terms of him going to MLW as opposed to somewhere else. Yeah, it just seems like a really weird fit. Well, maybe maybe uh, Cord Bauer made it worth his while, and he's going to do a couple of shots, and you know, maybe yeah. it all works out. Here's a question. Here's a question I have for you though. Hmm. Where's Richard Holiday? That's a great question. How come he wasn't there for his dynasty, bro? I mean, dynasty was up on the on the marquee for Hammerstone. Was he uh was he involved in that weird thing where uh fucking Cueto locked everybody in the boiler room? Oh, maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah, I'm just I I'm not against it. I'm not against Will Ospreay going to MLW. It just seems like, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, it, I mean, I, I mean, does does everyone from New Japan like have to go to AEW? Does everyone have to go to to Impact? Does, like MLW is as, as good a place to work as any. If they make it, you know, who knows what his relationship is with is with Court Bauer? Who knows what it is with some of the people that in that locker room? Maybe he doesn't want to go to AEW maybe he doesn't want to go to impact maybe he wants to go to MLW and and that just it could be just as simple as that so I, I'm not going to put too much like, listen I, and saying that almost kind of sounds like we're talking down about MLW when in fact we should be talking it up completely because I feel like it's just as, as big a place now to, to work with new talent and returning talent and, and great play and great people there so I don't see anything wrong with it at all yeah, I, I just I don't know. It's uh, I understand why they're doing it. I understand why all these guys are who are in the states can't go back to Japan because uh, of the pandemic over there. And I know they they put oh, the, the country into a state of emergency and then they take it out and then they go back and they do the hokey pokey. They're very cautious over there, and I understand that. I I don't know. Like they talked about it on that roundtable. Osprey Myron Reed is probably a really intriguing matchup. I know. I know Osprey's, you know, he bulked up to heavyweight, like him and Hammerstone. Uh, him yeah. and, I mean, I don't know what Fatu's status is now that he's not the world champion, but I wouldn't be against a Will Osprey jacob Fatu match. But outside of that, like maybe a Jordan Oliver, there's really not a lot. And if I'm forgetting people, I apologize, but there's a lot, not a lot like at on the plate for MLW in terms of like, Opponents for Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah. L.A. Park. No. Does MLW still do their top tens? No. 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 Fuck no. (laughs) Sorry. That would be fun. Do we have any more MLW news? Because there's one thing that I do want to get into because I didn't watch the whole show, but I watched the important part of the show. And that's N.W.A. Now, we talked about it last week. I did not watch really anything else of this episode. However. Oh, I watched the whole thing today. Oh, okay. Give me some news and notes before we get to the main event. Real quick. Anything anything of note that happened that we should know about? Anything coming up for the pay-per-view? Anything like that? Um, they opened the show with, like, triple promos. Like, Camille came out and cut a promo. And Kyle Davis was like, why would you attack Molina? Um she was said that she's too old and she would never be a champion, but they're still going to face off soon. And as soon as that was done, Trevor Murdoch came out and they talked about Jax Dane. 
Uh, and then the Pope came out with to join Trevor Murdoch. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna, you know, Pope's gonna tell us what title he's going for next week. Ooh, uh, there was a tag team, a triple threat tag team elimination match, but it was individual eliminations. Oh, all right. You know what? I did see this. I saw this with uh, Le Rebellion. Um, the ill-begotten, which is Rush Freeman and Captain Yuma, and Slice Boogie and Marche Rocket. Um, interesting takeaway from this: Slice Boogie pinned uh, Bestia Six Six Six. So you would assume down somewhere down the line, Slice Boogie and Marche Rocket get a, a title shot against La Rebellion. And I fucking love Mecha Wolf, man. They're I a good love, team. They're a I good love team. That tag team. Let me ask you this. Why do you think they didn't put the tag titles on the line for this match? This was just an exhibition, or is this just kind of like a silly little throwaway thing? Or like a three-way non-title lucha scramble? I guess so they could pin the champs and set up a, a few. I mean, yeah, it's possible. And, and yeah, since it was since it was elimination style, single elimination, yeah, that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Did you see the weird promo with, with Kratos and Aaron Stevens? No, but I remember the one that they had a couple of weeks ago. Was Kratos still trying to take charge of the team and Steven's still like a lost puppy as to what he's going to do? He was trying to take charge of the team. And then there was a line about like, even your father doesn't love you. It was real fucking weird. Like, I don't know what direction they're going with this tag team. Well, I know. I mean, there was an interview recently. I want to say it was with Fightful, actually. And um, But when we interviewed Aaron Stevens, you know, maybe they're playing up as this whole thing where, like, he was kind of done with the business and didn't see a future in wrestling, and then he wound up getting back into it. And so who knows? Maybe maybe they're just playing off of something like that, coming up with a little more of a other backstory, fleshing it out. I don't know. I really don't know. But I do like that Kratos is kind of like, now we're doing things on my terms. Are you in or out? And, and Stevens is having this, like, you know, confliction in his head as to what he wants to do. I enjoy it. It's pretty intriguing to me. No, I like it's. I'm very interested. It was just the the father line kind of made me like, like look up from what I was doing because it was very unexpected. Uh, James Storm beat Judas. He beat uh, him already. He beat him. He hit him with a super kick, got the three count, and then Judas like stood right up. So and I like, stared down James Storm, and James Storm just left. So I don't know if this is. And they had like a double DQ match like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, so... yeah. I don't I don't understand that. But let's move on. Uh I'm so happy Kyla Ray is back in wrestling. She get did a promo at the podium with Lady Frost. She's so fantastic and lovable. She's um, so she's so double-edged too, man. When she gets pissed off that switch flips, it's fucking great. It's fantastic. So there was a, she was cutting a promo about her upcoming match against Lady Frost and then the Hex came out and Allison K obviously has a problem with Lady Frost because she cost her her match a couple weeks ago and it's genocide. Uh so they made a triple threat match with Kylie Ray. Uh, Look, I did see this. I watched more of this than I remember. <laughs> mm, isn't that the best? <clears throat> I I completely thought that I didn't watch any of this and it turns out I did. <laughs> Happens to me every week, Tony. <laughs> Uh, Tyrus was on the TV screen. Uh, they were trying to do something with uh, Hawks Aries against uh, Sauronaro and Mims. That's going to be a match next week to find out who's going to get a title shot against La Rebellion. Tyrus comes out. He's giving a title shot to Jordan Clearwater, who's in his camp. See, mm. 
this, but this is what Tyrus is doing. Tyrus keeps lining up members of his camp as like these these like worthy opponents to try to get to that magnificent seven as quickly as possible. That's all the strategy. And you know what? I kind of dig it. I don't really dig Tyrus so much in the ring anymore. No, his promo it, was, I'm sorry to cut you off, Tony. His promo was bad too. Cause he was like, all you liberals in the crowd, you should be watching CNN. It was like this fucking, excuse me. I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. Well, he's, he's playing off the fact that he works for Fox News. I, I mean, know, and, but he, and they're in the, and I look, I get it. I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but He's much better on the microphone, and this was not one of his better outings than he is in the ring these days. He but sucks. I, look, I I get the strategy, and I I get it. I'm not completely sold on it, but I get it. I'm okay with it for now, until that fucking masked man Scion is going to take the title from him. You watch, that's coming. Please, please, that's coming. He's going to be number seven. He's going to fucking disrupt the whole thing. That's what's coming. That's my prediction. Uh, so what you wanted to talk about, Tony, here, uh, we had a tag match. Nick Aldis, Tim Storm against Tom Latimer and national champion Chris Adonis. Speaking of predictions, did I not call this or did I not call this? This is You did call it. Fantastic. Um, good tag match. Latimer and Adonis are working over Tim Storm's knee, and they keep panning to Aldis, who is like, what are you guys doing? Like, why are you trying to hurt this guy? Um and commentary really played it up like, oh, this is like a new Nick Aldis. He's got a different attitude now that he's not the champion. Um, if they end up winning, Aldis pins Thomas Latimer post-match. Um, Thomas Latimer shakes Aldis' hand, takes, shakes Tim Storm's hand. But here comes Chris Adonis from behind. Uh, Pearl Harbor job mm. takes out Tim Storm with a low blow. Um, Aldis turns around. Like, what the fuck? And then Thomas Latimer, low blow to Nick Aldis. Then they fucking spike him on a chair. He's fucking convulsing on the floor. They put him on a stretcher. Mickey James is crying. It was a fantastic angle. It was two pile drivers and then a third one on the metal chair. Fucking that's how you take somebody out. That's some old school NWA shit right there. There you Look, go. I think this is the third week in a row that I've watched the NWA. I've made time to, to watch it. Um I really enjoy it. Uh, it's simple. Tor- storytelling is fantastic. It's not these uh, swerves, bro. And, uh, you know, Booger Eater, he's not on the TV that much, so I'm okay with that. Get to see a fantastic women's division. Really like Le Rebellion. Uh Hawks Airy is fantastic. Um, don't like Tyrus. Very excited for Tyra uh, Scion, so... Good show. And this this story, I mean, where does it go from here? I'm very excited for this. Well, it looks like we're shaping things up. I mean, like, it looks like Jack Stane is going to be the next one for Booger Eater. Jesus, I'm calling him Booger Eater, too. Yeah, this is going to um, stop. We're going we're gonna to find uh, challenges for the tag belts. It looks like we got Camille and, and Melina lining up. Uh, we got uh, the Hex against uh, Genocide and, and Pablo Pancakes, whatever her name is. So, I mean, pay-per-view shaping up. I was worried about it two weeks ago. We didn't have any directions. And it looks like we might even be getting uh, Tom Latimer and um, all this, unless they write all this out for this one and we get Tom Latimer against um, against Tim Storm. Could be something in that direction. Then maybe they, think, uh, Harbor, Tim, maybe they pull Harbor Tim Storm and we build up to uh, to Nick Aldis returning. Are they giving us Jack Stane and Crimson in a cage? Oh, that's right. Yes, it's Jack Stane and Crimson in a cage. So then that still begs the question. I think it's the Pope. Ooh, a face versus face on top. 
Maybe that's kind of a tough sell, though. Look, he came out this week to interrupt the Murdoch promo. He says he's going to tell you next week what title he's going after. Hmm. Because if Jax is in the cage with Crimson. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Know, his first his first title defense, face versus face. You know, feel good but, moment, the handshakes and the bullshit. And he yeah. And then when Pope maybe loses, he stuffs he, a couple boogers in the Pope's nose. His and mouth, then, when Pope, then when Pope loses, he fucking loses his shit. And there we go. We're off to the races. Yeah, and he's back to being a dirtbag. He's paying people off to attack. Uh, Ooh, maybe it pays off the bouncers to come back. Those two slobs. <laughs> great guys. <laughs> two it's not about being business, great guys, Kevin. Kevin. Why? Why do you, I mean, if they're great guys, why do you got to call them slobs? Because they attacked Eddie Kingston. They took the dirty money. Oh, well. Mm. Oh, well. You know, money's money. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Money's money. Same thing with Flip Gordon. Now, Flip Gordon has amnesia. He That's doesn't right. remember who the mercenary is. Is he mm. lost I'm in Cleveland? Flip. I'm on to you, Flip. Ah, Flip's a great guy. Are we doing Are we doing Ring of Honor next? <laughs> I did watch Ring of Honor again today. Again? Listen to I you. Mean, I watched a lot of wrestling. Look, I woke up early. Uh, I knew I had to get the stuff set for you guys just in case I, I couldn't join. Uh, and I watched a ton of wrestling. I watched the NWA. I watched Fightland. I watched Ring of Honor. I watched. How Dark did you Star find Play. Fightland today? I watched it on Hulu. It was on demand. Oh, Hulu. I couldn't find it anywhere to watch. I figured it'd be on like Comcast on demand. It wasn't. And then I went to YouTube. It wasn't. And that's pretty much all I checked. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Ring of Honor was a fun watch this week. We had uh, SOS defeat the team, the unlikely team of Dalton Castle and uh, Dak Draper. Uh, and they had the Briscoes sit in on commentary, which is highly entertaining. The Briscoes are always a good time. <laughs> um, and that's SOS has not been beaten in a year in tag action. So uh, post-match, they got beat down by LFI. So it looks like we're going to get a tag title match next week for SOS against Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Uh, let me see. Do I have any Ring of Honor notes? I don't think I do. Uh, I guess in the same breath as Ring of Honor, the Briscoe showed up in GCW Saturday night. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. On the, on the, on fight, at Fight Club? Yeah, they showed up to uh, challenge Matthew Justice and Mance Warner. All right. Uh, so them boys are making, you know, making waves. I think that's the first time they've been in GCW. So they got their spoons in the porridge at Ring of Honor. They got their spoons in the porridge at GCW. Um, so I think you know, I talk- that, you know what that means. That's got to be that means they're having a match at Hammerstein when that happens in January. Probably. Fuck yeah, we're gonna we're going. I'm get we're getting tickets. All you're right, in, I'm, in. In. I'm in. in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm definitely going. Someone put it in the Discord the other day. This is. This is where we all meet up. I said, absolutely. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I think I talked about it last week. They did a segment with Roxy where she came out to the ring. And then all these women came out and said they want the challenge for the title. And Maria Canella Bennis decided we're going to have three three-way matches. The winners of each of those matches will then wrestle in a three-way. And that winner will face Roxy at final battle. So we had that first match. And it was Willow Nightingale, Willow. It's, um, Angelina Love, and Miranda Alizé. And Willow oh. pinned Angelina Love. So Willow is moving on in this little uh, tournament-type deal. It was a really fun match, and Willow really got uh, a nice shine. And she pinned Tony's favorite girl. So 
Wait, so Allure lost in a two-on-one situation? It was not two-on-one. Miranda oh. Alizé is not in Allure. It was a three-way yeah. dance. Oh, that, wait, Leon. who am I thinking of? I'm thinking, thinking of Mandy, Mandy Leon. Leon. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. You're good. Don't, no need oh, to apologize. Yeah. Tony, I mean, it's okay, man. You're, do, you're right. do you find it a little strange that Ring of Honor's put all these women in three ways? I mean, the way you phrase that is a little weird, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> no, but, uh, I don't I don't think so because they're trying to elevate the women's division and I think they're doing a good job and they're trying to make the, the title feel important. So uh Roxy came out and cut a promo, Angelina Love, Mandy Leone, Willow, Trisha Dora, Miranda Alize, yeah. Green, Max the Impaler, maybe. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Kelly I Klein. Didn't... Not catch of oh, honor this week, so I can't help you, Matthew. No, no, Kelly Klein, she's out. Um, <laughs> oh, donut belly, stop it with the donut. That was a great belly, <laughs> hell of a belly. What anyway, regardless, hell of belly, baby, hell of belly, baby, daddy. So Willow oh. Knight, oh, she's moving on, she's moving on to she's going to be in the final match with the, the three way to see who goes to final battle. Um, they didn't announce who was wrestling next week, and then the main event, the OGK beat. Uh, Ray Horace and the Bandito. Uh, so OGK is also on a super duper winning streak. So tag division is getting super hot in Ring of Honor. Uh, I know they just announced final battle for Saturday, December 11th, uh, in Baltimore. I don't know if they're gonna have fans yet. I'm gonna wait to find out about that. But wait, sorry, sorry wait. if I missed it. Who's who's the current tag champs? LFI, Kenny King, and Dragon Lee. Now, are they under pure rules or regular rules? Regular rules. Okay. Gotcha. Also, why wouldn't Baltimore have fans anymore? I don't know. They didn't say they, in the press release that I saw, they didn't say anything about tickets being available or anything yet. Now they may be waiting to announce that. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, you can get away with getting that, get, getting those out like a month and a half in advance, probably. Yeah. So I might be taking yeah. another road trip. Oh, boy. I'm in. Make sure there's no haunted hotel rooms, huh? Always haunted hotels, baby. Always, always. I got fucking New Japan this Sunday. I'm fucking pumped to the gills. Wait, you're going to New Japan? Yeah. Where Philadelphia, is it? the 2300 oh. Arena. Oh, what is that? The ECW place? Yes, sir. Oh, I heard of it. Well, Matt, since you mentioned uh, New Japan, can you give us an update on the G1? I can. We're down. Yes. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We got nitty gritty titty committee. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five more nights left before we find out who's wrestling from block A and block B. Um, here's who's eliminated. I'll tell you who has no chance of wrestling in the finals. No Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Yoshi. Tongaleo. Tamatanga. Yoshi Story. All right. You got your right. Yoshihashi you got. Naito. Naito, yes. Well, he's he's not even wrestling. Well, he's eliminated. So show. He's... Show is not in the G one. Show and Yo aren't in it, right? Correct. Totally is totally Yano good. still in the in the in the hunt? Yano's still in. Yes. Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki is in the states. Kevin, he's not. Is in. Is Hiroki Goto's gone? Right. That's right. Uh, Hiroki Goto. Bad has... gone. Hiroki Goto has been eliminated. Thankfully, Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb is. Undefeated. Undefeated. Oh, look at my guy. Look at my guy. Six and oh. Jeff Cobb and Okada are both six and oh. They're and they're both, both in the same block, no? They're both in B block and they both wrestle uh the last night of the tournament. 
Ooh, I likey likey. That'll be the rubber match, no? Look. Oh my god. So the only other people that have not been eliminated from the B block are evil. How he's five and one is fucking beyond me. And your fuck boy, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is three and three, by the way. Matt, where does uh, Gabriel Kidd stand in all of this? Gabriel Kidd's not in the G1, Kevin. He's an oh. 0 for 0 God damn it. Uh, damn evil, it. Evil did beat Hiroshi Tanahashi on night 12. Night 12. Uh, so your B block is Jeff Cobb, Okada, Evil, Tanahashi. Everyone else is eliminated. Taichi, Sonata, Goto, Yoshihashi, Tamatango, Chase Owens. In the A block, Kota Ibushi sits atop with 12 points. Shingo Takagi with 10. Kenta, 10. Zack Sabre Jr., 10. Big Tom and Toriyano. A yano, 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 yano. So I think you're gonna I think you're gonna get the inevitable in the B block, Jeff Cabocada. The A block could go many different ways. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A block always does. Hey, most feed them on A. So your A block matches to look uh forward to on the last night. Abushi Kenta, Big Tom against Toriyano, uh Shingo against Yuji Takahashi and Zack Saber Jr. against Tangaleo. Um, Tony, you are in some sort of weird ass mood today. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Where you have, this is this is the Patreon reads where you have to like comment on everyone's name. Tangaleo. Oh shit! I like what Tony sings. Oh, that was good. That was the best one he did. But he like did like a thing. Block. All right, I like this. It doesn't like work this. for block A. It's got to be block B. B, 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 B. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where we're going with the G1 Climax. I won't lie. I'm way behind on my G1 Climax. I haven't been able to watch a lot of the nights, but... uh, That's what she said. Yeah, I was about to say, so you haven't climaxed yet, I guess. Yes. That's what... I guess I deserve that. Yep, sure did. I'm All scared. right, so now Tony and I, we're back. We're back. We're simpatico again. We're back. <laughs> better, better than, than ever. ever. We're back. Who's that? Yoy. Eric Bischoff? No. no. I'm back. Better, better than, than ever. ever. I was there for that when he came back. Ruined it with that backstage segment, though, with Booker T. Tell me, I didn't just see that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, you know, we can go next if you want. If you want. If you want. I don't know if you guys all saw it. Dun, dun, dun. Tony. What a crazy. I did watch it. What a crazy motherfucker this John K9 was. Eh? This was probably the episode that I had the least interest in watching, but I watched it. And it was fucking good. It was upsetting. And it was really startling. strange. I'll tell you what, man. If find yourself a woman that'll love you the way Johnny Canine's wife loved him, Jesus Christ! No, that's not love. That's being controlled. Nah, she loved him, bro. Maybe she but... loved him. She was ready to fucking kill for him, dude. Come on. Exactly. What is she that? She was ready to you? fight the cops for him. Oh, she punched somebody in the face. I don't think it was a cop. Then again, they are the Canadian police. Like, don't they fight people with like? Like the sticks, like the bobbies do. Like they don't have guns up there, right? No, they got guns in Canada. 
they got they're gun. not they're they're not mounties they're not the mounted police there's actually legit staff sergeants and and oh detectives. so these aren't the guys that ride around on the horses no i don't think so no. like dudley do rights no 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 don't and don't disrespect <laughs> the mounted police of canada holy please. shit kevin's defending the rmcp or the rcmp that's right i almost applied oh. there once matt thoughts wait, wait, wait you almost to canada you would have yeah. moved to canada yeah, to be a to be a mounted police, yes, I would have. With the, I like those yellow stripes <laughs> on the pants. He's got and a the hat. He's got a big one down his back. <laughs> oh, that's why I didn't get the job. That's why I didn't go. I was a coward. Oh, brother! Big old coward. A big old, big old, a big old, big old coward. Holy shit! Yo, if I had a gimmick, I'd probably call myself the Canadian coward. That's a fucking gimmick, dude. You should well, pitch that to you should pitch that to Russell Pro. That'd be awesome. Oh, maybe I will this Saturday. Fucking a. But I got this big old Canadian flag behind me, so support Canada. That's right. <laughs> Is that it on Johnny K nine? <laughs> All right, great recap, guys. Incredible. I mean, stuff. what do you want? Uh, there's, I mean, if we didn't learn anything from the Dino Bravo fucking dark side of the ring. This dude got fucking caught up with the wrong type of people. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't killed like gangsland gangland style. Uh, style? No, but I mean a hot the hot shot will kill you. If it was a hot shot, that was not alleged, confirmed. An alleged yeah. hot shot. See, here's the thing. I didn't realize Johnny Canine had that big of a impact on the business to deserve a dark side of the ring. Well, so I had watched Dark Side of the Ring and then I let it continue playing and it played the uh, the thing they did at the beginning of the year with Jericho and the two producers. That episode was a special request from Jim Cornette. Oh, listen, it, it's an it's an intriguing story and it's and it's it's a compelling story. There's so many different levels to unpack. A pro wrestler also I mean a pro wrestler and a biker gang probably not the most compelling story probably happens more times than you'd think, but in organized crime and, and all that stuff, which usually comes along with that, this was wild. Yeah, it was an interesting story. Um, and it was sad because everybody loved the guy. And then there was this whole other side. side to him that a lot of people didn't get to see. Which I guess is it, which seems to be the case. It's like, uh, like when you watch The Sopranos, like, you know, you think Tony Soprano is the greatest guy in the world, but he's a really bad guy. So it's uh it's kind of like the same thing with that. He might be the nicest guy to your face and and uh and he might be a nice guy, but when business takes over, it was just you got to get you got to get yours. So this was this was a this was a good one. I actually enjoyed this. I haven't watched the Canyon one yet. Uh I feel like that one's going to be like too upsetting to watch. You guys watched the Canyon one, right? The Canyon one yeah. was good, but also it's a sad story. It's a terrible story. Uh, yeah. You know? Especially, yeah. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago the stuff with with James Mitchell and and how you know he would he got yeah. the best and the worst of Canyon all the time to the point where he was carrying around a fucking gun with him because he was afraid for his life. Yeah, I gotta watch uh, James that. Mitchell, not Canyon. Right, greatest right. greatest thing I learned from the Johnny Canon episode: Randy Savage, for as crazy as people think he was. He was, he's probably the most unselfish guy from the eighties. Yeah. And and that's probably, if you want to go to like the wrestling aspect of it, 
that's probably the most important thing to take away from of uh, uh, from this show is that Randy Savage, like said, hey, I'm gonna put him over. He's your guy, right? He's gonna be here. Oh, no, I'm uh, I'm leaving after this. I'm going to WCW or maybe back to WWE. Let's put him over. Yep, and he, he did the he did the same thing in WCW with with DDP, and he did it a lot. And that's like from a, a true wrestling perspective that is an unsung hero like that is like a superstar and just an all-around true professional well look yeah. we, you, you hear the story you know like the reason he left the wwf was because he pitched this like 18 month long story with sean michaels, michaels. he wanted to put fucking sean michaels over and vince was like ah you're too old pal yep yeah, then he goes to WCW and has like probably arguably a greater career in WCW than maybe he had in half of his career in WWE. It's crazy. Could you imagine if they if Vince would fucking let that play out, him and Shawn Michaels? That would have been unbelievable. It would have been really cool. Yeah, I, I dude, you, there's no denying that. There's no denying that at all. Shawn Michaels and Macho Man Randy Savage and an extended program. Granted, like the time was a little a little rough in 92 with the steroid trial and all that stuff. So maybe Savage wasn't, but like even in 93 or 94, if you put Sean and, and Savage in consistent pay-per-view matches and like three in a row or something like that. Oh God. Yeah. How good would that have been? Would have been amazing. I'm excited for next week. Next week's Luna. She was a fucking nutcase. Bro. Holy did you shit. see so I was, t- you had dropped out for a second. I was, um, I had watched the thing they did at the beginning of the year, like talking about season three, they had Jericho and the two, um, and the two producers. Do you know how Luna Vachon got into the wrestling business? Her father. Okay. So she got in through her father. Right. But there's a fucking, there's a gimmick where she's an interviewer and she's in her, She's like, Yes. Bro, full head of hair. She's interviewing Kevin Sullivan, and then like a fucking brawl breaks out, and bro, Kevin Sullivan fucking nails her. Mm-hmm. And the story is, when he hit her, he gave her like fucking amnesia, and she just fucking shaves her head. She becomes one of his disciples. It's fucking crazy, dude, to see a young Luna Vachon with a full head of hair. I'm so fucking excited for this episode. Yeah, all right, it so, this, be all right. so this was all for the story. This wasn't real. Yeah, but man, he fucking. He, fucking, he got her. He fucking clipped her. Mm. She didn't go down to her credit. If you're gonna hit me, you better fucking hit me. I fuck. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. I'm very excited for that one. This one, not so much. I wasn't excited for. It was good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm looking forward to Luna. Watching that big fucking chooch play drums while that band was trying to play was fucking hilarious. That was pretty good. Listen to him singing was worse. <laughs> and the fact that no one no one told him no would, would, would you tell him no that much but no of course not that's the whole point it was great the real now, strange i'm gonna play drums no you're dead the strange yeah the strange thing is like everybody that was friends with him like lance storm he's like we had no fucking idea that this is what he was involved in yeah he had that he had that power that uh, absolutely nuts that desire for power yeah I enjoy. I enjoyed it for what it was. For and it's it's sad when you think about it that he's no longer with us. But uh, the uh, the entertainment aspect of the show was great. The drama was great, and 
a lot of a lot of good nuances of wrestling in there too, of course. T Donk, you're driving the ship over there. What do you want to do next? Um, I think it's time that we do a little something that's in Kevin's wheelhouse, and let's touch on a little bit of Impact Wrestling. Oh, where do you want to go, baby? You tell me whatever you want to cover, bro. This is all yours. All right, so Impact had the uh, – there's. I mean, I, I can go into actual Impact from last week, but I feel like the pay-per-view is probably the more relevant since it happened later than Thursday. It happened on Saturday night. The Knockouts Knockdown, which was a phenomenal show. Uh, it went – I'm going to get serious with you guys. It went deeper than pro wrestling. It was a, a whole lot of Daphne-oriented stuff, which I thought was really cool and really heartfelt in terms of promoting – awareness for mental health and and you know depression and anxiety and all that stuff so that was great they did a whole lot of stuff with that uh the tag me in campaign is fantastic but you had mercedes martinez tony your girl she yeah. won she won the uh the knockouts knockdown cup so uh she beat tasha Steeles in the final which was great chelsea green was involved brandy loren was involved um uh god I'm a lot of other Ellering, Rich Ellering, that's Lady right. Frost, Lady Chelsea Frost. Who, yep, and uh, Lady Frost, I believe, lost to Rachel Ellering in the in the old first round. Uh, you had a Monsters Ball match, which was great, which Savannah Evans ended up winning, uh, and that was a whole lot of dedication to to Daphne as well. Where that that match probably wouldn't have happened if Daphne wasn't involved in Impact Wrestling or TNA at the time. Uh, and the, you had the tag team champions, the knockouts tag team champions retained. The Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary defeated uh, Madison Rain and uh, and Tennille. Uh, I guess the uh, not the inspiration, which is also a good talking point because the inspiration, Billy Kay and and uh, and Peyton Royce or uh, Jesse McKay and uh, and uh, whatever the other one's name is. I don't even know what the real names are, but they will be joining impact wrestling. The inspiration, AKA the iconics are coming to impact baby. Casey, That's huge. Casey Lee and Jessica McKay. All right. There you go. Perfect. Mercedes Martinez actually won the uh, WXW uh, women's elite eight tournament back in 2006. And I was there for that night. She ran through a huge crowd to win that tournament. So it's so great. That she's uh, that she won this uh, tournament in Impact. The other thing, uh, we got another Impact Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah, Kong, awesome, we? awesome Kong is going into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I don't care what you say, Impact deserves its Hall of Fame. It's been around long enough to have a Hall of Fame and a certifiable Hall of Fame. And it's if anybody cool. deserves, yeah, and if anybody deserves to get in, definitely, uh, you know, I mean, Gail Kim's already in there. It makes complete sense for Awesome Kong to be in there. If not for anything that she did in the ring, for the fact that she punched out Bubba the Love Sponge, that makes her a yeah. fucking hero and a legend in my book. And it was cool seeing Christy Hemi inductor. Christy Hemi, like, is a way, like, underappreciated talent in the world of wrestling. She enjoyed, I think, enjoyed the business so much, enjoyed her time in WWE and even more so and in TNA and impact and the fact that she was there to, to announce it and Gail Kim was there. It was, uh, it was really cool. And uh, so yeah, awesome Kong 100% deserves it. And this pay-per-view Vita Scott on commentary with Mickey James, they did a great job. I, I enjoyed uh, their analysis and their talk about everything. They, uh, they did everything that a, a good commentary team working together for the first time overachieved. So, uh, and it was just, it was a fun show, man. Like, I, I had to skip a little through it just to get it so I can have the results and, 
and, and watch it and, and report on it here. But it was a fun show and it was it was really great. So like, kudos to Impact. I I don't I want you to go back on Twitch by the way, Impact. So please go back on Twitch so I can watch live and not have to wait till nine o'clock to watch a freaking <laughs> show. Please, please. I'll get. I'll still give you my dollar. I'll still give you my dollar a month. I don't get mind my, that. Get my dollar. Get my dollar. You want a dollar? I gotta watch. I gotta watch Impact like the next day because I can't. I can't not watch it live. I know. I know we've got some newses and notes to get in from the uh, from the big promotions, but I know Kevin. We've been going for a while. I don't know if you need a bathroom break. If you want, I that, do. We can stick around and do Patreon and do commercials while Kevin takes a break, if that's cool with you. Thumbs All up, right. bro. All right, let's do that. Kev, you want to step out and go make pee? You feel free to do that. You don't know what I'm doing. Well, you're making deuces? You don't know. You don't know Kevin's what I'm got doing. the green apple splatters. No, I don't. I just know I have to pee. Kevin's got to do the fucking duck walk to the bathroom. <laughs> I got I got to pee. Wait, why did we zoom in on Kevin there for a second? That was all Kevin pressing buttons. <laughs> I was having a great time pressing buttons earlier. No, you were doing a great job. You're still crushing to... it. I haven't pressed a single button. I'm trying to get to the avatar, though, so people don't just see. Uh... Just stop your cam. You're good. Ah, good, great call, Tony. And stop your mic, too. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> all right, now that we got rid of him. All right, so cool. So before we get to the Patreon producers, let me just mention everybody that's available on the Shining Wizards Network, including shows like the Mark Order Podcast on Wednesdays with, of course, Mr. Matt when he's not slinging pizzas, uh, Mr. Uh, Anthony Rusinello, Kate the Great, and, of course, Mr. Ryan Schlong. Uh, inclusive Breakdown with Justin and Vince, Turnbuckle Throwbacks with uh, Phil, and, of course, the darling of that show, our favorite, Jay. Wrestling Night in Canada, Radioactive Metal, Snowy's Two Vehicles. It's a, it's a fucking miracle that a guy from Canada gets two shows on the Shining Wizards Network. But there you go. Of course, our boys over with uh, RJ at Ringside Rant. And, of course, the Midnight Jewelry with uh, Cal and uh, Mike Norengonger. Jeez, I almost forgot his name. Uh, I mentioned the inclusive breakdown, didn't I, with Justin and Vince? Maybe I didn't, but there you go. I just mentioned right, them. Check out all the shows on the Shining Wizards Network. And, of course, our friends from Australia, the broadcast. Or they spell it with a K. Don't fucking forget to check those guys out. And I think that's everybody on the Shining Wizards Network. Six minutes of commercials down into 35 seconds, Matt. It's not a bad deal if I do say so myself. Hey, I, you'll never hear me complain about that. Of course not. Of course not. Matt, if I told you you could support the Shining Wizards for as little as $1 a month, would you think I'm suffering from brain damage? Do you really want me to answer that? Yeah, of course. Uh, no, I would not think you were, uh, suffering from a brain damage. Well, that's uh, absolutely the great. That's great because you can support us for a little as $1 a month and join us on our Patreon producers. We got goodies all up the yin yang wazoo. $3 a month is your best bet. You get an exclusive access to our exclusive archive of exclusive shows exclusively for Patreon supporters. Five bucks will plug your social media right down below on the banner. Don't forget, ten bucks, twenty bucks. We're gonna get you a large and a small shining wizards. Uh, what you call it? Box of wizardry every three months. Good times, great hits, and you know the rest. Support us for a little one dollar. Go to patreon.com/slash wizards podcast. 
Don't forget to check it out. We even got a few samples. If you go over to shiningwizards.com slash Patreon or patreon.shiningwizards.com, both of them work. You can check out a couple of the sample shows to see what you're missing out on. And as soon as you listen to them, you're going to be like, holy shit, three bucks? Take my fucking money. I want in on this. It's completely worth it if you ask me. I agree. <laughs> I concur. Uh, we're going to take this time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Uh, Mr. Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Uh, Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. Uh, I can happily say that Sean Calejo got his package uh, down in, down under. Um, Fucking A, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So the shirt I sent was a little big for him, but I kind of had to just wing it or else I would ruin the surprise. Uh, joke was on me though, because when we talked about it two weeks ago, it ruined the surprise. <laughs> Dip shit. Uh, Ryan Schlong uh, from the Mark Warder podcast. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Catherine Hensler. You know her as Kate the Great from OnDeckIC.com. She's also doing Fightful. She's doing Sour Graps. She's doing uh, any podcast she can. She's yeah. a podcast whore. She's so, a big uh, star. Big star. Check her out. Kevin's jealous. Uh, Matt sure Sharem. <laughs> <laughs> Put the work in. Uh, Macarifo, Great no boy. relationship to the K. J. G. Uh, Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, the other half of the Sign Girls with Kathy Huma. Uh, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Kenny Hasse, the Scotch drink more of the Shining Wizards community. Uh, Jay Cop, Big Cop of Pump. Tony mentioned it before. The only reason to listen to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Thomas Cox. Handsome, not- handsome motherfucker, by the way. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, handsome now. Of course he is. Uh, He's a looker. Th- Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, uh, Michael Hammond, uh, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro, uh, Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting, uh, Brendan Haney, Kerry Cowling, and his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. William. Mm, great, great experimental Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Know what you mean, Kevin? It's like art. What you mean? There was a little hesitation on that. I didn't know if Matt was coming in, but he's been a little creative. I like it. I like it. Do you now? Of course I do. Well, Matt, since this is your wheelhouse, and I know that you don't really get to talk too much about it because you don't show up on Wednesdays anymore, but let's get into some AEW newses and notes. What are you shitting? Please tell me you shit your pants live no, on the I show. I shit my pants, all right? Why did you, why'd you tense power, up? You're not really? Powering up. Trust me, I'd rather be watching fucking wrestling than working, okay? But watching wrestling don't pay the goddamn bills. One Ooh, day. hot take. Right, one, look, I would love to fucking not have to go and work fucking 60 hours a week and stay up until fucking two o'clock <clears> and wake up at six o'clock <laughs> fucking grind. Okay. But it's got to be done. All right. I hear you. I'd love to fucking watch wrestling and fucking tweet about it all day and get paid to do it, but I can't. All right, Matt, how do you feel about you were just bearing your soul out to the world and Tony just burped all over it? I didn't burp yeah, all over I expect nothing less from Tony, and I'd be concerned if he didn't do that. Correct. Like you, 100% right answer. Dude. You were so passionate about what you were saying. Like, I, I wish this. I wish I didn't have to work 60 hours a week, but I'm providing for my family. And then all of a sudden, Tony comes in with a brawl. 
wasn't that bad. That was bad. That was a big. That was a big boy burp. Matt, and then Matt just puts his his microphone through his butt and farts. <laughs> Goddamn, pal. Ten years. <laughs> All right, ten years coming up fucking fast, people. Holy shit. Um, AEW. So they bring out this new TNT TBS championship. How how the belt marks feel about that? Love it. It looks just like the TNT championship with the yeah. TBS logo. I mean, yeah. I love the. Des- I mean, if we're talking strictly design, yeah, it's great. It looks awesome. But if we're talking, <laughs> as Matt airs himself out, uh, <laughs> if we're talking like straight up, like idea of the belt. Tony, what do you think about that? You know what? Let's let's see how it goes. We we haven't really had any kind of like mid card women's titles in ever. But is it a mid card women's title, or is it the same as? I guess it is. I guess it is a mid card women's title. I guess right. Yeah. Yeah. But so we'll we'll see what happens. But they did a great job with the TNT Championship to make it seem like more than mid card to me. So if they do the same with the women's, I guess it's okay, right? The greatest thing that happened this week, I think, in AEW and all of AEW was Serena Deeb fucking breaking Hikaru Shida's face and telling her, fuck you and your 50 wins, bitch. Love it. Love it. Everybody thought it was a fucking shoe in and thankfully it wasn't. I just don't understand how everybody on commentary is like, this is a new side of Serena Deeb. No, it's not. Serena Deeb's a fucking maniac and she don't give a fuck anymore. Where were you people? Yeah, I and knew also, this. Matt knew this. And, and also, it's not like it was like a, a like she could still get her fiftieth win. It's not like like it's not wasn't wasn't like a, a streak where it was like fifty in a row. Like she could she could have a match tomorrow and get her fiftieth win. I don't understand why that was they, that big be, a deal. Because they're trying to make her seem important because she was a lame duck champion and she was fucking miserable and and. Well, look, to be fair, they didn't book her in a very favorable way. Well, I mean, look, when Nyla Rose is a better champion than you, then that's a fucking problem. Yeah, but it's the you can't tell me she's the fucking champion and then keep her off a of TV for four months. That's on them. That's creative for AEW. <laughs> oh, you mean like the the tournament in Japan with Rio Mizunami and all that nonsense? Another worthless fucking tournament? Where's Rio been? She's gone too. Oh, who cares? Those fucking... Look, I get the fucking. Uh, I get it. I, I get it. the people are like all about these fucking Joshi women. Enough, yeah, all right. I don't get fucking it. Girls dresses a goddamn fucking genie. She's coming over and beating Nyla Rose. She weighs as much as the last shit I took. All right. I'm oh, like, Yuki Sakazaki. Yeah, I don't like her either. My, I'm not into it. I'm not I, into it. My goddamn Rio figure looks like fucking blossom. <laughs> Shows you how mm. much they give a shit. Yeah, but they could have they could have at least done something with Ryo Mizunami. I mean, she had the look, she had she has the ability. But when she fucking does that mime shit with the rope, yeah, she's the not a mime anymore. Why did they fucking bonk her over the she's head? Got a she's mean gonna... side. We saw it like once, and then I guess she's I don't know where she is. Dark. Well, she's dark fucking animation. pulling ropes again. She's hosting oh, Jeopardy. Think... And look, Tony, I think you buried the lead. About AEW. Fucking Crowbar was on fucking AEW Dark tonight. Dark Elevation. All right, but that was tonight. I'm talking about what came out of last week. Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about your buddy. We can talk about Crowbar. I'm always talking about Crowbar. Fuck yeah, Crowbar. There was a statistic that I posted in the Discord, and I, I don't remember if it was in the AEW chat or not, 
but it was something where like crowbar is the only wrestler yeah. to have wrestled for uh ecw wwe wcw impact ring of, ring honor, of honor and aew w. that's insanity it's timeless tony that's insane dude just goes to show you how much respect people have for for him fuck yeah dude Good on you, Crowbar. God's de- and good on you. Yeah, and he deserves every single second of it. And he was in this year's ECWA uh, uh, Elite Eight tournament. Wait, Elite Eight? Super yeah, Eight? Super, super Eight, buddy. And GCW still books him, too. It's He's doing big-time things, baby. Timeless. Remind gotcha. me about GCW when we're done with AEW. Gotcha. Remind you about GCW when we're done with AEW. Yeah, write that uh, down or something. What else? I've uh, Dynamite. I thought Dynamite was a phenomenal show. The fucking opening eight man tag match was Bonker City with the Super Elite against Danielson, Christian Cage, Jurassic Express. Um, I really enjoyed Sammy Guevara and Bobby Fish, and we found out Bobby Fish is now all elite. That's Good right. on him. Good for him, man. Um, things I don't like. Oh Not boy. Not interested in seeing fucking Junior Dos Santos in a six-man tag match ever, 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 ever. I must have missed that. What what match was that? Well, it's going to be this uh, Saturday night at Dynamite. They set it up uh, with Jericho and uh, Dan Lambert and his MMA cronies. Oh, okay. So it's the uh, it's the MMA fighter. It's not a, a mini wrestler. No, Junior Dos Santos is not a mini wrestler. <laughs> wow, I thought the same thing Kevin did. I was thinking Fuego Del Sol. I, I, I was thinking Fuego Del Sol. I'm like, Junior Dos Santos? Who is that, a mini? That's what I thought it was one of the masked guys. No, he's a former fucking USC heavyweight champion. No, you're right. Now that I fucking realized it, for sure, yes. But well, wasn't he just on Rampage? I think he was. I didn't. Wasn't he in like the, the six man match with the. Against Punk and uh, oh god, not Punk. Uh, it was uh Jericho, Guevara, and Hager. Against... They said they that's gonna be this weekend. Oh, that's this weekend. That's this weekend. Gotcha. They're doing Dynamite uh Saturday, and Rampage uh Friday night because of uh hockey season. That's right. Hockey starts tomorrow, baby. Yay! I really thought it was a mini wrestler. No, he's not a mini wrestler. It would have been incredibly more entertaining if it was, though, I guess. <laughs> uh, Darby Allen beat Nick Camarado. Serena Deeb, obviously, against Hiko Rushida. Uh, they had the casino ladder match where the Joker was Hangman Adam Page, and he won the giant poker chip, which was beautifully done. Dude, it just goes to show you, man, a good return is just as good as a good debut. It's the same thing. It, it, prob- it spoke volumes about how relevant adam page still is and will always be and he's a future world champion 100 percent. it's like go, it's like going uh getting like somebody off the injured list on on your sports team at the trade deadline it's the same thing you don't got to make a trade when you're bringing one of your best guys back it, incredible the uh cody arn story still seems to be evolving uh they did a bit where arn anderson is out in Cody's backyard, burning shit in a barrel. And he yeah. makes Cody come out and throw his tie in there. Cody so doesn't bad. want to do it. It's a very expensive tie. And yeah. I was like, it's not about the tie. That was so weird. Like, why? Like, why was he so obsessed with the tie? Like, what? Like, like what did the tie have to do? 
because the tie like, represents. Like, yeah, yeah, Cody's like very material. He's not about winning. He's about wearing the best suits, looking the best, wearing the fancy ties. Arn doesn't give a shit about that. Arn wants wins, and Cody's not giving him wins. Something, All right. So what is 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 Cody. is Cody gonna come dressed like Mox next week with like jeans and a fucking wife beater? I think Cody needs to focus on wrestling versus being a uh, fucking fancy dress Cody. Cody's in more. Cody's in AEW fan limbo right now. Nah, yes. Cody, the fans don't like Cody. Cody's a fucking heel. Cody's just doesn't can't can't fucking live with it. Yeah, but he did nothing wrong. Yeah, he did. He's kind of a dick. No, he didn't. No, he Look, didn't. Sometimes he did nothing wrong. It. You don't have to. Sometimes you don't have to do anything wrong. Why do people Kev, hate Rocky Maivia? It's not. It's not the fact that he didn't do anything wrong. It's that he's not doing anything right. That's the fucking question. He's really not. What should he do and right? Leave his wife at home for one fucking thing. Holy shit. She's a fucking heat magnet, dude. She's like fucking X-Pac 2020. Are you, You're out of your mind. People no, I'm not. Brandy. People hate Brandy Rhodes. Or every time she comes out, they hate Cody even more. I hate Brandy. She has no Me? right. She's just a distraction. She does no good at ringside. She never has. Just another person Cody has to worry about. And it always plays into the outcome of his losses. She falls off the apron. She gets in the ring and she gives Malachi Black the middle finger. It's never just one-on-one -on -one with Cody. He's got fucking Arn falling off the ring apron. She's and over here. The referee's not paying attention. Then boom, missed in the eyes. And she left him high and dry. She went and got pregnant when he was going to fight Shaq. He had to get fucking red velvet. All right, here, Tony. She didn't go and get pregnant. Yes, she, she did. Left. She was afraid of Jade yes, Cargill. But, so the, she got person, but the person she left was the one that got her pregnant. Oh, God. Kevin, you've been, you, you, you're missing. You're missing the, the fun here. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's taking it too seriously. <laughs> no, well, no, I got it. I, I understand. What you guys are <laughs> but I just don't. But I feel like that wouldn't that lend more sympathy to Cody if they hate the person. No, she's did, like, wouldn't? I can't fight this big bitch. She stopped. All right, here, how about this? She people stopped hated the pill and didn't tell Cody. People hated Sherry, which made them love Savage more. Wouldn't that make sense here? No, they hated Savage as much as they hated Sherry. She was part of the fucking greatest package ever. No, not at WrestleMania eight. Oh no, because she fucking turned on him. She lost her meal ticket. That's why. And she Elizabeth was, was there. She wasn't with him at eight. That was seven. Seven. Wait, seven? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Seven. You're seven. right. It was seven. Well, was Elizabeth was there at eight. Yeah. She, Sherry was seven against Warrior. Right. See, that's what I thought was, you were talking about. That's and Elizabeth was there at seven. And that's what made people love Randy Savage. Yep. All right. So who's going to come? Who do you want? You want the bunny to come fucking rescue Cody? No. No. I just want no fucking let Brandy stay home with her baby. That is such a chauvinistic mentality, Tony. Don't give a shit. Fucking Renee Paquette's got a job. She gets to stay at home and talk to people on a microphone every day. Hmm. I don't know. I think you're what happened to Brandy? What happened to Brandy's cooking show? Wasn't she like cooking and making drinks with people? I think MJF killed the ratings. MJF killed that fucking show. That show was amazing with him. No, no, nobody after him could live up to that. That was a great show with him and M with her and MJF. Fuck yeah. Uh, so we have back-to-back AEWs this week. Dynamite on Saturday, Rampage Friday. Dynamite's got Brian Danielson, Bobby Fish. Nice. Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix will defend the AAA That's tag a... titles against 
a mystery mass team. Oh boy. Who are Andrade El Idolo's close friends. And Dante Martin and Malachi Black will have a match. Cool. Uh, Friday night's rampage. See him Matt Seidel. Uh, the Bunny and Ruby Soho and that six-man tag match, the men of the year, and Junior Dos Santos against Hager, Jericho, Guevara. Ooh, Jericho, I'll, Guevara? I'm going to go out on a limb. Uh, sorry, Tony, go ahead. Wait, it's Hager, Jericho, and Guevara on a team? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard Junior Dos Santos against uh, Jake Hager. I thought maybe it was a one-on-one. Sorry. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the masked wrestlers are the warlord and barbarian as the assassins? No, I think it's going to be uh, the uh, conquistadors. Mm. Jericho will be fucking crazy enough to bring that back. It's funny you bring up the warlord. I just read an article on him today. Was really? That when he came in? Yeah, about how he came in um, with a great look. They put him in the powers of pain. Then instead of breaking up the tag team, like saying like this team's broken up forever, they just kind of were like, Oh, his contract was sold to Slick and his was sold to Heenan, and they kind of reinvented their characters and got away from being uh, Road Warrior knockoffs. But then, uh, you know, for, in the Warlord's case, the bell rang, and, uh, you know, he wasn't, wasn't a great look, not the greatest worker. Oh, but when they were the powers of pain and when he was the Warlord, he didn't have to be the greatest worker. He no, but when, to... you're on, when you're on your own, though, it's kind of rough. It's like It's like they always said... When they tried pushing Billy Gunn, like Billy Gunn is a great tag team wrestler, but when he's on his own, it's kind of rough. No, I disagree completely. Billy Gunn is a decent, a decent to above average wrestler. Uh, he never his really run, had his runs with 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 Ken Shamrock and with uh, and with uh, I guess he was in the that was the weirdest thing too. They put him in the Hardcore Division and made Road Dog the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, Dog just that, just for swerves. That's all they yeah. did that for. That was all so, but, horrific. No, Billy Gunn, I think, is a better worker than a lot of people give him credit for. Oh, a lot, of, and he's still doing it great right now. But going back to the Warlord and Barbarian, I remember Matt. I remember those vignettes like it was yesterday. About it was like uh, on the event center with Sean Moody talking about how they split up. The, uh, the the team and now they're they're sold and barbarian was still in his powers of pain gear with with uh, with Bobby Heenan and warlord was still in his powers of pain gear when he was with slick and then once you saw them like completely de- redevelop their characters barbarian has like the like literally the barbarian with the antlers and warlord with that like you know fandom of the opera mask Dude, I was all in. And all, all I had to do was take a drop kick from like Coco Beware or like a, a spine buster from Bret Hart. <laughs> That's really all they had to do. Well, I maybe think feed, maybe feed Hogan a little bit and Warrior. I think together, to Tony's point, together as a tag team, you didn't notice it because the Barbarian, uh, I think the Barbarian technically was a little better than the Warlord. Well, yeah, Warlord a... was, was more like the power smash guy, and then Barbarian would do the jump off the top with the headbutt and shit yes. like that, you know? All right, so here's the thing. Barbarian had a lot more body of work in public because he went on to WCW, and there was a lot of bad stuff with him and Ming as the powers of uh, – or uh, the faces, faces of fear, of fear. Yep. there. And it was – but it was it got the job done. Like, no one needed them to be like – and he was also Sione in the head shrinkers too, by the way. Hot so, take, I like Ming and Barbarian better than the Powers of Pain. Oh, God, that's a tough call. I, I agree, like them better. I agree, 
but Powers of Pain was like such a like. No, they were they were good, but I for me, I'm going I'm going Faces of Fear. I never understood the baby face why they st- why they started as baby faces. I guess only because of the Road Warrior comparison, they wanted their own Road Warriors as baby faces. But to me, Powers of Pain were with Fuji awesome. Yeah, so they, awesome. Started, they started as babies because at the time Demolition were heels, so they had yeah. the babies, yeah. and then they did that double switch at Survivor Series, which was, which was awesome. But then they no, lost that was the- actually I disagree with you on that. That was the no, most I awkward, love that. I love that, that the most double awkward switch. thing ever. No, it wasn't when fucking when when Powers of Pain shit cans and they go to help Fuji and Jesse Ventura goes, "What's happening now?" It's like holy shit! It was like mind blown. It was entertaining, but like like when Demolition comes back, they're still getting booed. Like when they come back into like beat up Powers of Pain, they're still getting booed because they're no one knows how to react to the the double change. The only thing I didn't like was the three on two. Powers of Pain losing that three on two match at WrestleMania kind of sealed their fate to me. How you lose a three on two match? Like, uh, what was the three on two match at WrestleMania? It Powers was uh, of Fuji. Powers of Pain and Fuji against Demolition for the tag belts. Uh, what WrestleMania was that? Four, five, five, wasn't it? Yeah, because four, four they won the titles from um, Strike, Strike Force. Force. Strike Force, yes. And then five was when Strike Force fl- uh, split up fighting the uh the Busters. Busters. Yep. Cool. Wow, I really remember that match. Wow, that's great. That's wild. Love me, so, love me some brain busters. I do have some news and notes I want to get to, but I think if there's anything that we need to cover from WWE, we should jump into that. Okay. So they're bringing back the King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring, right? Well, the Queen of the Ring is inaugural, I guess. And Okay. Well, they're bringing from. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're doing the finals in Saudi Arabia, yeah? You are correct. Which is strange because Sami Zayn has gone on record saying he will never wrestle in Saudi Arabia, but he's come down to the final four, so we kind of have an idea where that might be going. Maybe. Unless he's changed his mind. I don't know. Uh, Good one. Thank you. Uh, so Sami Zayn beat Rey Mysterio in round one. Finn Balor beat Cesaro. That was the SmackDown brand. Those guys are facing off in the semifinals tonight. Kofi Kingston wrestled Jinder Mahal. Xavier Woods wrestled Ricochet. I don't know the results, but there is the possibility of a New Day semifinals there. I like. I hope it. so. I hope uh, so. I think. I think with Kofi and Big E both winning world championships, I think it would do Xavier Woods a world of good to become the king. And then in the inaugural Queens oh. Crown Tournament, Zelina Vega defeated Tony Storm. Carmella defeated Liv Morgan. So oh. Zelina and Carmella face off for the SmackDown brand. Uh, tonight on Raw, Dewdrop, that's a real person, uh, <laughs> taking on Natty, the queen of farts. Nice uh, Dana Brooke, Shayna Baszler. <sighs> that's a weird field for the women, no? Yeah. It's a little weird. No, wait, Rhea Ripley's not in there? No. Oh, I mean, I guess no champions are in there, I guess. so. Yeah. No, but Rhea Ripley's... Oh, she's a tag champ? Yes, with what's her yeah. nuts? Nikki uh, Ash. Nikki, Nikki Ash! <laughs> well, yeah. this brings me to... I talked about it last week, that um, King of the Ring special that was on. Yes. Football game last week. They did a top 10... Your top 10 kings... Oh Christ! If Mabel's not number one, I'm 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 fucking hanging up. Goodbye, Tony. <laughs> Did Ma- I mean, Mabel didn't make the top ten, huh? No, Mabel is not a top ten king. 
Oh, can we can we play? Can we guess them? Yeah, can we do this as like a top five ish? Yes. Okay. So so Brett and Owen have to be up there. All right. So you can't guess two at a time, Tony. Come on. Come on. Well, Tony, Brett is three. Don't be a savage. Number one. I I guarantee you, I know who number one is. Owen, not on the list. Wow. Oh, because AEW, baby. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Number one, Matt. I'm gonna guess number one, and you're gonna maybe I don't know, maybe play some great tune for me. I don't know if what's gonna happen. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can I get a dun 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 dun? Oh, for real? He was wrong. Stone Cold oh. Steve Austin, number two. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, wow, that was loud. <laughs> Brock then is number one. Kevin Brock is number five. Oh my god. Um. Uh, then it's got to be Booker. Wait, gotta Brock's be Booker number T. five. It's got to be Booker T. Then, right? Wow, Kevin just yelled at Tony for giving two, and then That's Kevin right. just rattled off three. Yep. yep. So where's yep. Booker? Booker T. Number one. There you go. How about uh, William Regal? William Regal did not make the list. My apologies. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett not on the list. Apologies. Fuck. Sheamus. Sheamus comes in at eight. How about Billy Gunn? Uh, Billy Gunn didn't make the list. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Kurt Angle come to, he came and tied at seven with another professional wrestler. Tied. Tony. Wait, are we are we talking the entire history of King of the Ring? That's right. The idea to list the ten best kings of the ring in history. This is what the special was based on. Okay, okay. but we're not going back like pre Bret Hart. I think I Tony, I think you're on the right track. I think Kings of the Ring is not King of the Ring. Correct. Oh. So I think there might be some other. Oh, things. like Savage. Savage Get is the... number nine. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh. No, Hacksaw ain't on that Hacksaw shit. Hacksaw didn't make the list, buddy. Harley Kurt Race. Angle. I thought you said Kurt Angle before. Kurt Angle. He think... said Harley Race didn't make the list. We're missing number four, the guy who tied seven with Kurt Angle, and number ten. I got it. Edge. Edge is number seven, tied with the Kurt Angle. Haku. No King Haku, Tony. Fuck. Baron Corbin. King Corbin is number 10. Oh, King Nakamura. <laughs> no, it's it. We, we, we got it. No, we're missing number no, four. You're missing number four, and it's not King Nakamura. <laughs> uh, uh, Triple H. Triple H comes in at number oh, four. Oh, fucking boo. So one to 10, Booker T, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Edge, Kurt Angle, Sheamus, Randy Savage, King Corbin. Oh, Corbin. So these finals take place at the Crown Jewel. We officially will get Bobby Lashley Goldberg, Big E Drew McIntyre, and Edge Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell at the Crown Jewel. Wow. They're doing a Hell in a Cell over there. That's pretty huh? good. That's pretty and good. are we get are we getting another women's title match at uh Hell in this at the uh, at Crown Jewel? Uh Oh, I took my notes from last week downstairs. I think we are. Are we getting a three-way Sasha, Becky, B- Belair? Yes. I think yeah, so. uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Sasha, uh, Becky Lynch, and Bianca Belair is a the, thing for Crown Jewel. The only thing I'm wondering is if the women are going to be able to wear their regular gear, if it's going to be like 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 uh, Spider-Woman shit with all black again. Curious Probably. to know if, that, if, if that's worked out. Probably something, something like that. You'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, they also added RK Bro against AJ Styles and Omis. Okay. And Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. 
We got to be getting a fucking Mansoor and and uh, Mustafa Ali tag match. There's got to be. Weren't they split in the draft? No, were they? Oh no, they were. They, oh. No, they were both drafted, but they. I think they're both on the same brand. I think you're right. But we got to get a Mansoor match, dude. You can't go to Saudi Arabia and not have Mansoor wrestling. Yeah, you can't you have Gorilla Mansoor not on the show. Of course not. Eating okay, bananas. What's wrong with these down the list here? I don't see either guy on a Raw. So, uh, they are on SmackDown together. There you go. Maybe they'll take on the Singh brothers. Are they still a thing? No, they uh, got released like a year ago. Then who's with Jinder Mahal? Doesn't he have two other guys? With He's got him two. Out? Veer. His name is Veer and somebody else. I have Veer's... a I have a Shanky here on my list. Yeah, Shanky, Shanky Veer and Veer. There I believe are their names. Well, only Shanky got drafted to SmackDown. So, so where's Veer? He veered off to Raw. <laughs> Probably. Or maybe or maybe Veer Shanky is this, is is one person. Maybe I just have two different names. Shanky Veer. The sheer shanky. The sheer shank for redemption. I don't know who the other guy is. I don't know. Doesn't they, matter who the other guy is because he didn't get drafted. Well, neither one of them should be on TV, by the way. Well, shanky is on SmackDown, so tune in Friday nights. So they have the shanky. fucking supersized edition of SmackDown this week, guys. Oh, that's great. Right. Three hours? <laughs> no, an extra half hour, Tony. Oh, that's right. And Tony Khan got his panties in a bunch going, bring it on, baby. Bring it on. It doesn't sound like his panties were in a bunch. It sounds like good old, good old competition. Yeah. I mean, they're going to give you a non-title match. So Becky Who's and Sasha. That? That's a, that's a main event anywhere in the world though. But why? Yeah. I don't know. Why yeah. Why non-title, right? Oi, 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 oi. Uh, Brock Lesnar will appear. We'll see Finn and Sami Zayn in a semifinal match. Carmella Zelina Vega semifinal match. Tony, what did you want to talk about from the WWE news and notes as world? Oh, I don't have any news and notes for WWE, oh, okay. but I do have some other news and notes. Actually, it could be WWE news and notes because the scuttlebutt is, according to a certain guy who may or may not be going to prison for kidnapping thinks that the wwe is interested in bringing him back i don't know if you saw this about alberto del Rio. oh god i i saw this i don't believe it's i don't believe a freaking fraction of a freaking fracking fraction of a <laughs> see i didn't read it either but i just thought it'd be kind of interesting to bring that up to get reactions and i love the reaction i got from kevin matt thoughts on alberto del rio he's a fucking clown there's no i have no, I have no thoughts on alberto del rio no okay. chance WWE would ever bring him back. No okay. chance. I got one more news and notes for WWE, but I'm going to save that for the end because I do want to mention that I happen to watch the Game Changer Wrestling title match between John Muxery and uh, Nick fucking Gage with the fucking murder death kill all day, every day. Wait, so you didn't you didn't watch the internet championship match between Effie and Matt Cardona? No. Oh, sure. Okay, Kevin didn't either. Fuck That's right, guys. For such a um, fucking Matt Cardona, Mark, I think you would have fucking watched this shit, Kevin. I don't know how to find it. He's too busy watching Royal Rumble '92. Yeah, right. fucking tweeting at the fucking Michael K. Show. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> it, Matt, are you gonna really deprive me for stuff that I enjoy doing in life? Yeah, Matt. What's wrong with you? Fuck yes, that. I am going to deprive you from watching fucking Royal Rumble '92 for the five hundredth time. Right, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we're done here. Oh, I know. You're going to fucking tweet about it again. The 1992 right. Royal Rumble. Yep, that's right. I don't give a fuck what you say about it. Don't know, don't know where to find it. God, you're like fucking internet Bozo the Clown. 
I mean, I I went to YouTube and I saw the the Moxley Jade stuff. I the, the Cardona Effie match wasn't there because they want you to pay for it. But everything else was there. You think maybe Mac they Cardona. thought that was the real main event, Kev? You shouldn't That's be right. upset by that. You think Mac Cardona's no. giving that shit away for free? I feel great about it. He's got to get that. He's got to get his fucking figure money so he can buy more fucking waterheads from fucking Brazil. <laughs> Listen, Matt, you got no room to talk, man. I buy money on waterhead fucking squirt guns from Brazil. Yeah, maybe you should. I don't. I don't have any interest in them. I only buy what I'm interested in. Well, maybe he's interested in waterhead squirts from Brazil. He's interested in it all, but he's got to pay for it by people paying to see him wrestle Effie. Yeah, that's right. It's not free, buddy. I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw this meme, Matt. But I put this up in the Discord. I know Kevin saw it. This is fucking fantastic. Uh. <laughs> Did Matt just choke? That was yeah, that was done by our. That was done by our friend KP Burke. KP, I gotta find out when that album's gonna be dropping, dude. I need a couple copies of that shit. Hey, good luck. You couldn't get him to fucking promote the fucking podcast network. He's gonna give you a fucking free CD. What are you out of your mind? No, I, was, I didn't say. Who said free? Uh-huh. Jesus, I didn't say free. Calm down. You gotta buy. He's in the same boat as Matt Cardona. You gotta buy that shit. Yeah, yeah KP Park <laughs> is in the same boat as Matt Cardona. All right, I'll play along. You know what? I I mean, I watch. So I watched this title match. Uh, it was okay. It had the same like. Fucking, you know, I got the pizza cutter and I'm gonna cut him. And fucking, what's his name did it to him? Uh, Mick, Mick Foley came out for this and he did sat in on commentary and he like was in the ring and held up the belt. Dude, Mick Foley must have fucking threw DDP out the window because he got fucking big, dude. I don't, I mean, he was looking good there for a while, but it's got to be hard for him to be moving around again, especially in the shape that he's in. But, uh, I mean, I was okay with this, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I mean, yeah, there was there was stupid shit that went on. But overall, like, I got to give him credit for, for his fucked up. He's over. He is super over. The fans fucking love Nick Gage. The only thing that I do have a problem and I'm not, I'm not shitting on the hardcore stuff. He's very timid when it comes to actually actual wrestling moves. And I think like that takes me out of it more than the hardcore stuff. Like he seems like he seems like he handles opponents with kid gloves when it comes to actual wrestling. When it comes to fucking light tubes and pizza cutters and shit like that, he's a fucking savage. But when it comes to actual wrestling moves, like he's not sure of himself, which is really fucking strange. And I mean, Moxley came out with the win, which is a not a surprise, but the ending was kind of abrupt. So, I mean, I'll leave it at that. But, I mean, it was it was okay for what it was. I don't know. Either of you guys didn't see it or saw it? or I didn't see it, but it's on. I, I want to start watching GCW because they have a, a super talented roster and they do a lot of great stuff. Um, and they're bringing in, you know, obviously the Matt Cardona stuff. You know, we, we bust balls on here. But, man, he's fucking completely reinvented himself it's unbelievable and he doesn't do that without gcw and the gcw crowd and the nick gages it has a very ecw feel to it and the fact that they're going to run hammerstein ballroom in january is like man i gotta get in on this we had fucking alex zane on a couple weeks ago like he's on the show he wrestled fucking ninja mac and leo rush and i'll tell you i'll break some news to you guys ninja mac is going to join us in two weeks 
Ooh. Oh, he's going to be a guest on the show. Um, he's a super up and comer. Dickinson is always at GCW. Janela, that useless piece of shit. Marco Stunt. Uh, Jordan Oliver. Fuck Cardona's working there all the time. Yeah. Um, they have guys like Shane Mercer and Yoya. I mean, it's just the Briscoes are there. Like they're doing fucking groundbreaking things. Um, and you know, Effie, Alley Catch, like they have a fucking oh. unbelievable roster. Um, so I, I'm gonna try and get it, you know, find time to watch some GCW, some of these super cards. I know Janela wrestled Minoru Suzuki last night. Yeah. Like that's fucking huge for him. It's GCW, I, I'm not gonna say they don't get the credit they deserve because I think they do. But I think that more people need to know about them. And gra- granted, I'm not the biggest like deathmatch fan. Like I don't necessarily care for all that stuff. But they have a very important role that is way more prominent than I think I probably could have ever perceived them having. And the fact that like you got a guy, I mean, you got Joey Janela who's lo- super loyal to it. Gian- Giancarlo, friend of the show, very loyal to to working with them. Put together that great commercial. For uh for the Hammerstein debut, the fact that Matt Cardona is so dedicated to this brand, where he's pulling out glass out of his back after like a month after a show, is just ridiculous. So, I think they deserve a whole lot of credit, and they get it. Don't get me wrong; they definitely do because they sell out, and I really hope they sell out Hammerstein. I think they will. I don't think it'll be a problem. I just think it's just a tremendous that commercial. If you watched it for the Hammerstein thing. Is just so inspiring and it's just so great. Uh, so kudos to GCW. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, it's fun that we're getting AEW's giving us stuff to be excited about. MLW gave us Fightland, which we were excited about. Um, GCW's given us this fucking like the Briscoe brother showed up at fucking GCW. Like that's huge. Yeah. You know, like they're gonna Matt. If you're not a GCW fan, you hear the Briscoes are there. You're gonna fucking buy whatever fight tv special the briscoe brothers against matthew justice and mance warner is on and you, you know you're gonna see fucking guys like ninja mac and alex zane and fucking leo rush you know and you're gonna <laughs> and I, well, I do want to say leo rush has done a great job no i I jumped right in when i saw that because oh, i'm dying over here uh leo rush is aw so far not not too bad i i kind of dig this new character but anyway go ahead matt until he retires, no, it just has a very ECW vibe to it, and I think it's ECW vibe. It's kind of it's a you know we all play the what if game, but this has the potential to be, you know, what ECW should have achieved because it has the right. Brett has done amazing stuff, and he's been busting his fucking balls to put GCW on the map for years, and get away from that. That is just a fucking deathmatch company, because yeah. it's more than that. And I agree. And I think it's already done that, to be honest with you. I think it's right where ECW was, to be honest with you. I think everyone everyone thinks of GCW as ECW uh, in of this generation. And and that's probably one of the highest compliments you could probably get ever. And I think that they can only go further. And I think they will, depending on what their 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 mission or what Brett's missions and goals are. But I listen. If you sell out Hammerstein, that's a tough task, but you could do it with this company, I think. And if they do that, then that's that's a pretty good measuring stick of what you're capable of in the future. So I think that this this January 23rd show or, or whatever it was that you met, that whatever the date was. January 23rd. And is that not the first 
Dude, I know we talk about this every week. Was that not the, the date of the first Monday Night Raw? January no, 23rd? the first Raw was January 13th. No, That's January right. 23rd was the night Hulkamania was born in 1984. That's right. So, yeah, if they could do that, then they're good. I've got one more news and note. And I will be honest, my kid doesn't really watch wrestling with me anymore. He'll check it out once in a while uh, when it's on the TV. But we made a point to try this fucking thing yesterday. This was fucking <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Folks, if you have Netflix and you have not done Escape the Undertaker yet, go do it now. It was a fucking riot. A right. real riot. And like I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, this is kind of cheesy. It's kind of silly. My kid couldn't stop laughing. He's like, this was so cool. He was all in on this. The whole concept of it is the new day visit the undertaker at his house and the undertaker's like full on heel mode. And for some reason they're trying to steal the urn from his house. And then like, I can't even tell you the whole story, but the, the story becomes like, they have to get certain things to unlock the urn, but the undertaker's trying to stop them. It's fucking hilarious. And you get to pick what you want to do. Like, do you want to follow Biggie to the attic? Do you want to follow Xavier Woods to the cellar? Do you want to follow Kofi Kingston down the hall? Do you want to stick with these guys and go with these other guys? Do you want to side with the undertaker or be loyal to your friends? Like it's fucking, it's a, it's only like a half an hour, but it's hilarious. Completely worth it to check out. It's for shits and giggles. It was fucking great. I really hope they, they do some more of these things in the future. Cause this, this was fucking good stuff. Really good stuff. It was cheesy and silly and funny and so much fun, dude. The three of them together, New Day, of course. We all know how great they are, but this was another level, man. It was fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Maybe I'll do a uh, a watch along with my wife. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> if you can do if you can do like where you record the video while you're doing it, like that would even be like more aces. I'm gonna have to try to figure that out. Cause then if it's something like where they actually like go along and like they can watch what you guys are selecting, that'd be fucking money. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you tried that out. That looks like fun. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I got nothing else. So unless you guys got anything else, we could pull this train. I got one more thing. Um, I've been watching NXT. Ooh, NXT for sure. Yeah, You have actually. Uh, so I've, I think I've, this is my th- second or third week in a row. Um, it's you got like a it very like nineties WWF vibe to it with like all these weird characters. But then there's like some weird shit, like Indy Hartwell and her friend, or she's talking about how many condoms her and Dexter Loomis used on their honeymoon, mm. which I thought was like real weird because you see like the statements like they're trying to aim it towards a younger audience no they're not though that's a it's complete opposite they're trying to aim it towards a more this is this is their attempt to bring back the the attitude air quote era for this brand that's and that's that's a mission statement like literally probably from them is that they don't want this to be pg they're bringing the the attitude era back for this brand now can I ask you this? Is this a smart idea? If you want NXT to be what is, you know, quote unquote, your feeder system to try to get people up to the, to the main roster, the next level, whether raw SmackDown, whatever, do you want to have them get pigeonholed into attitude era ish kind of stories 
And then when you bring them up to the main roster, you're going to neuter them because you want that to be more kid friendly. Is that is that a possible issue that that could come up? Uh, Matt, I'll, if you'll, I'll field this one if you don't mind. Um, I honestly don't know what the potential for this NXT is. I don't know if it's necessarily a complete feeder system, whether or not it's just a new brand with a completely different direction. Hmm. So granted, there's going to be a lot of young talent on the show, a whole lot of young talent on the show that are going to work and eventually make their way to the, to the main roster at some point, especially a guy like, uh, you know, Rick Steiner's kid and all that stuff. But at, for the time being, I think they want to, f- they want to focus on making this show the new direction of what they want this show to be. And, and they want this, they want USA not to completely just, Hey man, you guys are losing a whole lot of viewers on this show because of what you're doing, but it's, it's a direction that they want. I think strictly for this show, they wouldn't do a feeder show and completely do a new design, a new setup, a new this and that. If they felt like all these people can get, to the next level because these people are still super green like a lot of people they have on this show are so new that it would take years for them to get there anyway unless it's like a rick steiner's kid or if you want to bring up a gargano or you want to bring up an austin theory who's already brought up or or something like that so i don't know what their 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 mission statement is right now for nxt matt you've watched it the last two weeks what are your thoughts i'm i'm in excuse me god damn Oh boy. Sorry, buddy. A few more minutes. You're good. Uh, I'm enjoying this new this new brand. Um it's a mix of familiar faces and new ones. To Kevin's point, there are some people like Tony D'Angelo, the character is fantastic. His in-ring work is dog shit right now. Dude, <laughs> and he, dude, and no, his, his his character is awful. Oh, it's I hysterical. Think. Dude, he dude, he comes in. He, he wears a, a, a tank, to, like a, a a t-shirt and velvet pants. He's the velvet fog of, of of NXT. It's awful. That's how the that's how the wise guys dress, Kevin. I don't. I know how the wise guys dress. Oh, is he a wise guy? Yeah, it's Tony D'Angelo. He's from Chicago. Oh, fuck him too. I hate him already, <laughs> Kevin. I agree with you. I don't uh, even know him, and I hate him. Fuck him. I like, the Joe him. I, I like the Joe Gacy character. That's a all right. That's the exception. I feel like I don't know. I don't know what this Ikemon Jiro thing is, bro. Ikemon Jiro, wrestled with a suit jacket on, like some weird like Ikemon suit jacket. And when he was throwing his punches, his hand was in his pocket. So it's kind of like an Orange Cassidy gimmick. I guess I just don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff not to get on NXT right now. Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoy, look, I like LA Knight and Odyssey Jones, Odyssey Jones, no idea who he is. He's a fucking big boy. Yeah. And there was a uh, Andre chase interrupted that match, which is the other bravado, whatever, whatever bravado brother didn't decide to run yeah. for council. He's Chris, he's Chris Nowinski in, in 2021. You seem very hot about that, Kevin. Like uh, no one's ever recycled a gimmick before. No, I was just saying I was not hot at all about it. I just half hot, half hot, probably right. not, not, not about not about Chase at all. About like all right, so Odyssey Jones, great talent, young kid. He was in that that uh, NXT tournament that they had, like the next big star tournament. He was there. He was in that. Great, happy for him. The the Chase thing is just like finding a character. All right, so yeah, all right, so maybe 
recycling isn't the it's again, it's not the worst thing in the world. Recycling a gimmick. Kevin, so. I think Kevin's gonna have a new favorite wrestler, Duke Hudson. He's a professional poker player. No, don't like it. No, no, pass, you, pass. you don't want to come into Duke's poker room. No, no. you can fucking I, I'll, I'll go to John, I'll go to Johnny Swinger's poker room, Johnny's Palace, before I go to Duke Hudson's. What is would it? You, would you sit down with the gambler before both? Who, Vinny Vegas? No, the gambler. Just oh, the, the gambler. gambler. Oh, I remember him. The fucking card playing schmuck. Uh, it looks like uh, they announced NXT Halloween Havoc. We're going to see Ta- Tomasa Ciampa against uh, Braun Rex Steiner. Whatever, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Uh, and if Joe, I think if Joe Geese, Gacy beats Tomasa Ciampa this week, Joe Geese. he is in. He gets inserted into the match at Halloween. Oh, Havoc. great! Another three way. Woohoo, baby! He's got to beat Tomasa Ciampa. Well, good for him. Uh, they got Pete Dunn beat Cameron Grimes, and then there was a story where Kyle O'Reilly won't trust anyone, but Von Wagner is there to, to have his back. The guy's from Punch-Out? No, he's one of the fucking... Uh, he's a Beverly Oops. brother kid. Yeah. He's a Beverly brother? He's a Wayne Bloom's kid. And he's tall with blonde hair, and he just wears like long blue tights. <laughs> I think. Von, Von Talk Wagner. about gimmick stealing. Holy shit. What do you mean? Vaughn Wagner. He's dressing like his old man did. He wishes. He wishes he was a Beverly brother. Or uh, what were they in AWA? Construction something. The the demolition. No, the demolition. No, the destruction crew. The destruction crew, yeah. Demolition smash. I thought you said the construction crew. I was like, that doesn't make sense. There was a construction crew, but they were not the construction crew. Nope, there was the men at work who were Mark Starr and Chris Canyon. What about hard work Bobby Walker? What about him? Wasn't he a man at work? No, he's just a suing son of a bitch. He wasn't a man from a land down under. No, that's Outback Jack. No, right. that was men at work. No. Oh, God damn you, Tony. <laughs> uh, and then there was, um, it looks like Raquel Gonzalez is going to be feuding with Mandy Rose. Bro, Mandy Rose is a babe. I'll allow it. Holy guacamole, she's a babe. Uh, then MSK defended and uh, retained their NXT tag titles in a four-way match against the Grizzled Young Vets, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, and Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams. MSK all day, every day. And I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying the show. I'm enjoying the characters. It has a very 90s uh, WWF feel to it. I don't know. The wrestling's not bad. The stories haven't got... Uh, terrible yet. I really thought that condom thing was weird in the middle. Have you have you not seen like the? Uh, so I, my I guess my my big question to you, Matt, is what makes this more entertaining than what NXT was before? Condoms, condoms. It's, condoms. It's, you're, you're, it's you're giving. There's new blood. It's there's new characters. There's new people that I am not familiar with. Yeah, but if you, had, if you had watched the old NXT, it prob- you probably would have enjoyed that too. Maybe. Yeah, but I he mean, watches I mean, them on AEW every week now. So, oh, great point. Fair enough. Sorry. It's I all mean, new look. to Matt. Everything's new. AEW's new. NXT's new. Matt's fucking loving wrestling. Look, NXT was, they had, were very formulaic. Yes. And it was wash, rinse, and repeat with the same guys. And then they would get called up to the roster, the main roster. And they, you know, we rushed to Keith Lee being the fucking first African American NXT world champion. Uh, and that didn't last long. Um, 
double champion, like, by the way. Yeah, double champion. Like it was, it didn't mean jack shit. Uh, carrying cross NXT championship run was marred by injury. Same with Samoa Joe. You know, how many times is Johnny Gargano going to challenge for the title, have match of the night, and lose? Like that was his MO. He was the show stealer. So, so I guess, would you rather watch inferior talent wrestle than? better talent that you've seen before and and go i, I don't want to say paint by numbers but according to, to you paint by numbers like i'd rather see see... something i haven't seen a thousand times all right so so in like six months if this is the same thing that you've seen right, i like... won't find an hour or i won't find an hour and a half to watch it then okay fair uh, it's just hands up, Tony. Yes. Is there Not anything else from NXT that you really loved? No, that was it in a nutshell. I'm looking forward to this week's episode and uh, excited to check out Halloween Havoc. I think Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker will be fun. Look, it's pro wrestling. I'm not going to get fucking, you know, crazy serious about it unless you're fucking a blind referee and there's mist getting fucking sprayed all over the goddamn yeah. ring and it all comes yeah. back it is. <laughs> yeah matt matt picks and chooses is what, what he gets serious about exactly kev you got any more newses and notes or are we gonna pull I'm, this bad boy in i'm good this was a tremendous show this was fucking awesome matt right, take we'll us be, home oh, we'll be back next week uh monday night same time same groovy station watch us on youtube uh and facebook and twitch and twitter uh if you want to interact with us youtube and facebook are the best vehicles to use because we see the comments show up right in our screen um we may have another guest next week uh, he was talked about a little bit tonight with joseph samuel so see if that materializes uh, we'll back, uh, next week another humdinger of an episode of the shining wizards wrestling podcast we love humdingers at the shining wizards oh my god hold on one thing oh yes i'm oh, i'm fuck. still ready i'm still Holy here shit. You, i'm so sorry I, I i didn't bring this up bro did you see what onita's gonna do oh with, with the fucking rocket launcher fucking rocket bro wait what the next big <laughs> He's gonna, is, is he going to the moon? He's gonna no. He's gonna shoot a rocket. The gimmick is he's gonna shoot a rocket into the ring. It's gonna explode in the ring. Why would he do that? Because <laughs> he's fucking Onita. He's gonna push the envelope, bro. Wait, how? How can this happen? It does. It's fucking Japan, dude. Anything can happen. Oh, it's Japan. Onita. I thought it was like yeah. I thought it was GCW. No, no, no. no. Although Anita is going to be in the states for that, uh, what H two O on Halloween, he's wrestling Tremont. Yes, yeah. that's true. Oh uh, yes, rocket launching Anita. That's the perfect way to end the show. All right, good night, Gracie. You son of a bitch. Follow us on all our social media platforms, people. Yeah, twentieth anniversary. Twentieth uh, anniversary. Jesus, tenth anniversary shirts. Twenty bucks. Send us your size. Send us your address. Wizards Podcast at Gmail. PayPal. Uh, mediums to three XLs will be in stock soon. Pins, twelve bucks. We'll ship. Them yeah, out pins. You. Very few pins left. And uh, keep your ears peeled. Tenth anniversary show details coming soon. Good night, Gracie. Oh, you son of a bitch. We love Jay. I was hitting the fucking button. Yep, that's me. That's me.